You're good to go. Uh, is that? Yeah, everything. So fine. is that why they do that thing with the? Yep. In the movies, that's the clicker. That's exactly what the clicker is. Because it's got for. numbers in it. Why? Why has it got digital numbers in it, as well? <laughs> oh, I couldn't tell you that far. In. Come all I on, know mate. Is, all I know is that the uh, the that's noise. Your homework. Yeah. <laughs> that's uh. That's. Are the cameras on? Yep. They're oh, all okay, good, good to go. So that's the noise. <laughs> that's the noise of the um, of the it coming down creates obviously a wave through every single audio, and okay. it that's how I'm able to sync it all. So that's time. how you sync it. Yeah. All right. There is so much to this that I have no idea. <laughs> Same, same. I did, that's why producer. Get a yeah. producer. Yeah, yeah. Um, well, <laughs> all right, cool. Uh, g'day, team. Welcome to the church pod. Thank you very much. Hey, no, I wasn't talking oh, to you. Oh, okay, my Just bad. Wait. <laughs> Cut that soon. <laughs> g'day, team. Welcome to I have Caroline Wozniak. Wasik. Wasik. <laughs> There's not an N in there, is there? There is at the Wasik. end. Next to the N and the K. Wasink. That's yeah, it. but is it a silent N? No, not really. Not, not really. Was and sink. Uh, yeah. Yeah, sink. Yeah, it's Dutch. You sink. For those playing the home game. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's Dutch. Was was sink. <laughs> Caroline. That's not, the one. Yeah, 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 yeah. Nice to have you on board, mate. <laughs> thanks, um, mate. Thanks for coming in. I really appreciate it. Anytime. <laughs> um, so uh, you're actually, turns out you're the, um, uh, at this point in time, we'll see how things go, but you're uh, currently dating my... My illustrious uh, producer, JB. I am. And I you am. just had your five, six-year anniversary? Our fifth anniversary. Fifth anniversary. Yeah. Uh, you haven't killed him yet. <laughs> <laughs> it is only two years uh, left until that seven-year itch kind of... Okay. Yeah, yeah, so, you know, we'll Couple see how it years. goes. Yeah. <laughs> Hanging <laughs> in there. <laughs> uh, yeah, he's a good guy. He's all right. He's a good egg. Small doses. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Mate, uh, so... I wanted to get you on because you've got a pretty uh, pretty cool story. Oh, you've got lots of cool stories. Um, you're currently serving in the uh, RIIF, which um, obviously, uh, you know, we are talking about just before we went on air, but, um, you know, same with me, just the job that I do at the moment, security yeah. implications and everything else. So anybody that, you know, comes on and is serving, you know, um, whether it's in the military or, you know, in a role that they don't really want to talk too much about, um, that's cool if we gloss over some of it, but um, I do want to bring it up because it is of interest to you know people that watch the the, car, the podcast and everybody else. And uh, you know, thank you very much for your service. How long have you been in? in uh, the it's only now? been when was I started? Uh, Two thousand eighteen. Twenty eighteen. Okay, yeah. so couple of couple yeah, of years coming up. Yeah, about a year and a half. Up. Okay. Yeah. All right. Cool. Yeah. All right. And um, well, that's uh, so you've got a whole life prior to this, you know, because you're only twenty. <laughs> Eight or something? Oh, I'm 30 now. 30? I've hit oh, that big 30. The big three, eh? <laughs> I'm 37. Get some time up. All right. My bad. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So, yeah. So, joining up, I mean, that's pretty – that's a, a later start than, I guess, the average, I suppose. I'm not mm. sure for the RAF necessarily. I know people join the Army is generally fairly early, 17, 18, 19, somewhere in there. Yeah, we had a pretty mixed bag on my course. Um, yeah. We had – I think our eldest was probably up in their late 30s. Okay. Um. Uh, sorry, we actually had a 40-year-old on ours. So, <laughs> yeah. How did they even get in? Oh, wait, it's the RAF, right? Yeah. <laughs> you know what? When I went through I went through Kapuka in, uh, in 2000, in March, April 2000, and we had a guy and he was in his 50s. Ooh, wow. And he's actually Hunst, I reckon, was his last name. Oh, wow. It's 
kind of like the the bad c word. Yeah, but it was with a k k u k u t n z or n t z or something like Hunst. It was pronounced oh, Hunst. Yeah. yeah. Um, now I don't know whether that's German, maybe, or really whether it's Dutch, like it. but it's certainly yeah from over that area. <laughs> um, and he was uh, just a quiet achiever. He was fit as fuck, you know. And yeah, right. yeah, he'd run rings around some of the younger guys, <laughs> and um, yeah, what a what a trooper, man! I I, can't, I never remember his first name. <laughs> he wouldn't. He wasn't in my section, so. But um, yeah, there you go. So he was in his fifties, and that was you know, like, and the nearest to him was like, uh, you know, yeah. early twenties. <laughs> they so. amaze me, those guys. You see them doing a two point four, and you're still <laughs> out the back going, <laughs> "I'm coming." <laughs> <laughs> Wait, what? Is it? This old fella just like overlapping. Yeah, no worries, young timer. Yeah, fucking see ya. Get some years on ya. <laughs> Get some time up. Yeah, yeah. Um, but you know, and they kind of like. I think it's you know. At some point, they get to fly under the radar a little bit yeah. because, you know, they kind of, I'll just leave the old fella alone, you know. Yeah, that's it. <laughs> and he's just sitting back, just lapping it up. Yeah. You know? Just like, fucking, this is pretty cruisy. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, all right. So, let's um, let's go back a bit, though. Like, where, so you're, you're a Victorian girl? Yes, originally, yeah. Okay. All right. So, um, whereabouts in Victoria are from? Uh, so, I originally grew up in Genoa, but. We moved around quite a bit. Okay. Um, so Where's Genoa? Genoa's down near Malacuda. So okay. East Gippsland, yeah, right yeah, down yeah. in Far East. Right, so I went to school in Sale. Oh, there we go. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I was a grammar grot. Yeah. East Gippsland Grammar. East Gippsland Grammar School, I think it was called. Yeah. Yeah. So, all right. So, yeah, for those playing the home game. So you got sort of, uh, you go east of Melbourne <coughs> into East Gippsland. You got like Tarragon and Sale. Yeah. Uh, big raft base in Sale, actually. Yeah, is that what you is. did your training? Uh, no. So I did my training in Wagga. Okay. Yeah, we're um, same as the army guys. They go to Kapuka. We yeah. go to Wagga. Oh, so pretty okay, much opposite right. ends of Wagga. Yeah. Do you know I got confused because we had uh, Mark Connolly on the on the podcast um, last week, and he he went to Sale. Oh, but then, right. Yeah, yeah. But I mean, that was you know back when Jesus was playing halfback <laughs> for Jerusalem. It was a long, long time ago. So things have probably changed. And now, in fact, I think he was an officer too. So oh yeah, that maybe officer sense. training's different. Yeah, I'm not sure where they do yeah. their training. So it's all the the uh, other ranks mm. all go to all go to uh, Wagga. To Wagga usually, yeah. Okay, all right, cool. Um, yeah, right. So uh, sail, and then you go sort of up the coastline a little bit towards the uh, New South Wales border. That's it. You got Lakes Entrance. Uh, so you go Lakes bef- Entrance. Yep. And then further on, you've got Can River, or sorry, oh, yeah. Orbos, then Can River. Yep. And you keep on going up further. Um, you'll have a little town called Genoa, and you usually. Or you go head towards New South Wales border. Yep. You turn to the right and there's Malacuda. Okay. Off to the east a bit more. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so that's that's a nice bloody part of the country. Man. It's really nice down there. Yeah. I grew up. Um, we were on a little farm. Yeah. Um, How many acres? Was, I could not tell you. Like couple it hundred, was a couple, couple of hundred. Thousand, yeah, whatever. it was yep. family owned. Um, yep. We were living there. Um, so it was our great grandfather's, I believe. Okay. Um, and he ended up. Uh, we ended up living there as far as I know, um, but most of my time I grew up in Bucken as well. Yeah, right. So that was the other area that I grew up a fair bit of time yeah, in. Yeah. And you did all like most of your schooling kind of around there as well? Um, I st- spent till about grade three in Genoa. Yeah. And then I moved to North Victoria. Yeah. So around Newmerca, Shepparton, Tatura. Okay. All right. Yep. And then I come back down to sort of 
the Bucken area. I spent a bit of time in Bucken for um, my uh, primary school years, it was. Yeah. And I actually came back down for my last year of high school. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> so right. I was always backwards and forwards. <laughs> yeah. Is that is that because, like, just the, with the, the family dynamic? Like, that was how... The family dynamic. So, yeah. my parents were divorced. Okay. So, Dad had gone up north yep. and Mum had stayed down near East yeah, Gippsland. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, cool. Because, like, yeah, I started in... in uh, know, in Bordertown or just on the Narracourt Road in South Australia. Oh, right. Yeah, I was sort of born there and then um, they, when they split, we went to uh, Warrnambool. Mum oh, yeah. Put ourselves through. <laughs> yeah, it's always cold, wet and windy. Oh, yes. Fucking Warrnambool. <laughs> um, yeah, but it's a nice place and mum loves the loves the ocean, loves the beach, so we lived like right near the sand oh, dunes there. summertime. Yeah. Oh. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, I was pretty young. We were only there for about three, three years, maybe four. That yeah. we, well, she put herself through uni, and then she met a bloody dairy farmer from the East Gippsland. <laughs> so we ended up over there in a little place called Newry, um, which is a beautiful little little town, I right off the edge of the. You know Newry, do I you? know Newry very well. Yeah, I shout think. out to the Farmers Arms Hotel. <laughs> yeah, what a great little pub. Definitely. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, but I, I tell you what, I love it because just like right between. You know the ocean and the mountains. Yeah. You know it's half hour drive either way, it's, and you're just oh. lost in either the beach or the or up in the high country. It's, it's so good. Yeah. Um, that's probably where Bucken was really good. So we had probably it was twenty minutes down to Lakes Entrance, so you had the coast. Yeah. But as soon as you came back up, you were pretty much in bush straight away. Yeah. yeah. And our closest neighbour was probably twenty k's away. Yeah. It was the best. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Yeah, it's good. And growing up on a bit of on a bit of land, you know, you just got room to move. Oh, oh no, it's weird. We only had two hundred acres, but I tell you what, it was the best lifestyle. Yeah, I, I love farm life. Yeah, absolutely love farm life. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, how do you go in a in a city? It took me a little while to adjust. Yeah. I'm not gonna lie. My yeah. first probably town experience would have been moving to Sale. Okay. Uh, sorry, not Sale, Rosedale. I was working in Sale. Um, You're working in sale. Rosedale's down the road. Rosedale's yeah. not even that big. <laughs> and I know, but it's still in town it's, it, yeah, in a little yeah. yard. <laughs> yeah. So that was probably my real big experience of moving so to a So when you finished school, like, did, so what happened after you finished school? So when, you didn't join the, the RAF straight away. No, no. So I was doing a lot of seasonal work when I finished school. Um, okay. I actually went, I got kicked out of home. At a probably about eighteen. Okay, um, that's about the time you should get yeah, kicked out of it. <laughs> it was a pretty probably the kind of right area. So yeah, yeah, yeah. I was yeah. Um, in a little town called Now and Now. I lived in the caravan park for a little while, so I had me and, and my that, dog. Yeah, the place they know they named it twice. Yeah, that's <laughs> it. <laughs> so yeah, I was okay. working at a little um, a little cafe caravan park. Okay, and that's where I um, after that I moved into the pub. <laughs> of all places. <laughs> so I was living at a pub for a little while. Living at a pub? Yeah. Were you working at the pub as well? No, no. So I you did just help out. on the bar? Yeah, yeah, pretty much. It was <laughs> great. On the pool table. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's mad. Um, That's mad. And then I started work with um, what was known as the DSE at that stage. Okay. Um, and I was a summer firefighter. Okay. And I spent two seasons with them. Um, and as well as the off season, I was seed picking. So I was yeah, going right. up in the bush in a caravan yeah. for a week, come home for the weekend. <laughs> That's mad. Um, what, hang on, hang on. Go, just go back a step. What's the DSC? So DSC was Department of Sustainability and Environment. Okay. Oh, it's DSC, now, right. Yeah, now okay. it's DWELP, and I can't remember what the name. 
God. But Wild, it is, wildlife it's, protection and heritage or something. Yeah, it's yeah. pretty much exactly the same. But yeah, right. <laughs> it was an awesome job. Like, I met so many cool people on there. Yeah. And so many cool experiences. Like, you'd be shacked up in, oh, like a little area waiting for when it's time for a fire. So you'd be on high alert. Yeah. Um, you're sitting there waiting, 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 and the call finally comes in. It's like, righto, let's go. <laughs> Off we go up the track. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> What so, uh, what vehicles like what vehicles did you have? Same, we, similar sort of stuff as the CFS or the CFA. Similar. Or the, oh, we had um, a lot of what they call pigs. So they were like um, Land Cruisers with a big water container okay. on the back and the pump. And yeah, I think another one. You made, yeah, yeah, so um, it's just like a single uh, rapid response firefighting yeah, unit type thing. Those yeah. ones. Um, we also had a fire truck as well. Yeah. Um, but a lot of the time, the truck would be on the road, whereas we could get in a little bit. Sure. Yeah, you could get it right in those little. Like bush tracks, logging yeah. tracks, and yeah, know, that's sort of it. Yeah. And yeah, it was a really good team I was working with. Like the boys were fantastic. Yeah, I had an absolute ball. <laughs> that's awesome. How old were you there? Like um, 18, 19? Yeah, about 18, 19. Yeah. Um, and yeah, I learned so much on that job. Yeah. Yeah, where else could you go for a job and you're forward driving every day? Yeah. Up in the middle of nowhere, and then when a fire comes, you go and fight that yeah. instead. <laughs> you had some old timers that like are in your oh, crew, or yeah, yeah. yeah. There was some really cool stories off them. Yeah. Um, some of them had actually been through Black Saturday. Um, oh, wow. So, yeah, it was really cool to hear their experiences as well. Yeah, um, hectic days. Hectic oh, days. they were insane. Like one of my good mates, um, he, I was partnered up with him for a while in one of the trucks and I know he had some really good stories too. Like, Yeah, right. He was, yeah, it yeah. was really good. Wow, Okay. That's pretty cool. Yeah. So, and you did that for two years? For two seasons, yeah. Two, so two usually two seasons, they run yeah. for about oh, six months. Yep. And a lot of the guys would usually go firefighting for the summer and then they'd go up to the snow fields and do the snow season. Oh, and okay. And that's how they split the, yeah, like, and the work all year round kind yeah, of thing. Yeah, really yep. good money too. Like yep. you could end up with a really good wage if you had those two partnered up. Yeah. Like um, I was in the now and now section um, but Bensdale section, I know there was a few boys there that used to do the winter season up at the snowfields, oh, and they shit. just they had a really good row, like the the whole lot of it. It yeah. was just working really well for them. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> wow. Yeah, that's pretty cool. It's it, pretty. Yeah. It's pretty wild. <laughs> yeah. Right. So you did that for a couple of years. What, what happened then? Where'd you go then? Um, after that, I actually went to a company called Genetics Australia. So I was working. Um, herd testing, basically, on dairy farms. Okay. Um, I'd pretty much I've grown up on I've run into people them. like that, yeah, because working on the dairy farms and that, yeah. and a lot of my mates um, come off of dairy farms. Yeah. And, and um, yeah, like, it was huge. Like, if they had big herds and, and whatever yeah. else. Yeah. Uh, they had all sorts of That's weird it. genetic people and science people and, um, and, and uh, hell, I wouldn't, you know, like, people yeah. that come in and tell them about their herd and how they could get their, uh, well, how did, like, their... The, the protein quality of their milk That's and the, all this other yep. stuff, um, you know, it was crazy. It was uh, the thing I remember was something about like, um, so the black and white cows are Frisian cows, right? Yeah, that's it. And then there's the the, the shorter, stumpier brown or tan ones, which is called Jersey cows. Yeah, you got that one. Right. Yeah. And so the Jersey cows, the, the protein in their milk or the – Yeah, the, and the very, fat. And yeah. the fat is huge. Yeah. So – these these people would come around and go okay, and they go you know they all right how many head of freezers you got how yep. many this and that this is how many Jersey cows you yeah. should put in the mix yep 
to, to bring, you know, to help with to bring the protein and the milk up, you That's know, because you couldn't run a whole herd of Jersey cows because it's way too... It's funny you mention that, though. There was, around Mafra, yeah. there was a full herd of jerseys. Like, I, you would not see a Frisian in there. If there was a Frisian in there, it had gotten in from another farm somewhere. Yeah, right. <laughs> he just, he refused to run Frisians. He loved jerseys, and that's what he ran. Okay. Yeah, so I don't know. Um, like, for us, we used to go out there as well because um, we also had the semen for those guys, the jerseys plus the Frisians. Yep. Sometimes a lot of the farmers would actually chuck beef across them just for that bit of sturdiness. Oh. Um, and I knew a few farmers that actually they'd just chuck those in or yep. their mop-up bulls, what they call mop-up. Yep. So we'd actually we'd have our good semen that we AI yep. and then the guys would chuck in mop-up bulls, so whatever they had in their back paddock. Okay. And they just chuck them through for the end of the season just to get all the ones that hadn't caught onto the AI. Right. Yeah. AI, artificial insemination. Not, That's it, yeah. Um, artificial, whatever the other thing yeah, is. Intelligence, intelligence, yeah, intelligence, that one. <laughs> yeah, right. So, and, and you, so you guys had come along and, um, you know, you'd, 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 like they'd build something for this particular uh, uh, f- farmer or this particular um, yeah. um, owner of the herd and then you go, okay, so what, what do we need to do to give you the best, That's it. you know, um, uh, heard for next year. Yeah, exactly. For the, for the following years. And a lot of farmers, it wasn't just the milk production, it was also the functionality of their herd. So they might have had a couple of cows in there where their teats were too short for the cups to go on. Yep. So they'd have a bull there in the catalogue that would actually lengthen the teats. Wow. So they'd actually go through and they'd put maybe certain cows would have certain bulls go BAI'd to them. Yep. Um, and their semen would come from everywhere, like I'm talking Canada or America or um, I think we had UK as well. Actually, we even had Dutch ones in there. <laughs> so, you know, there was the old, a whole lot of them. <laughs> the old Dutch cow. <laughs> you come with a Fairly free generic. windmill. Yeah. You know, you buy three lots of semen and you get this windmill. Yeah. Stick it down the back paddock somewhere. A couple of wooden clogs with it. <laughs> That's amazing. And look, a lot of, I mean, I find that fascinating because, you know, even though I sort of, you know, grew up around that area, I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm no dairy yeah. farmer. Like, I don't, but, you know, um, guys I went to school with, and, and yeah. particularly one guy, shout out to um, AJ, Andrew Jennings, but he's up in Bruthen, actually. Mm, he is. Um, you know AJ. I do. Yeah. You do. That's right. You <laughs> Not do. well, but yeah, I no, do. No, no, shout out to the, to the Jenningses. They're just wonderful, wonderful Definitely. people. Definitely. They know. are fantastic. Yeah, yeah. Really, really nice people. So, um, and I remember just, you know, loving going out to you know, stay with him because we went to school together and, and, um, and he just is a wealth of knowledge. And I think after, after year 12, he actually went up to Dookie. To oh, the yes. uh, there's a, a agricultural, agricultural college. college, yeah, yeah, and because uh, I think his old man kind of said, "Look, you know, um, you're gonna work on the farm, but there's mm. there's a lot going on here, and yeah. and you know whatever else, it's really good to go and get the ticket because yeah. you know maybe old man, it's not gonna be able to teach you everything. That's it. And yeah. I imagine, and I'll have to get AJ on the on the podcast one day, but that'd be know, cool. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> just but he'd be doing all this stuff that you know yeah. he'd have to be learning all this stuff as the. As the uh, you know the, the guy the farmer running yeah. the running the herd with his old man and you know his um, old man's going to have to retire at some point he's going to take over exactly you know? and um, I can imagine these days things are yep. getting so technical oh and like, they're a breed of their own farmers like I every single day I'll take my hat off to a farmer like yeah. they are jack of all trades yeah they will 
get up with the sun, yeah. like go to bed when the sun goes down. But whatever they do, it's always something different. They could be yep. a plumber. They could be nearly a vet. Yep. They can be, you know, someone farm. Uh, sorry, um, carving season. They're pulling calves out when they're stuck. <laughs> I I have oh, done that. Oh, man. I have done that. Driving trucks. Yeah. Yeah, Hay season. Yeah. You know, it's the whole lot. It's and even even if like you know, there's problems with the herd or there's the milk prices or whatever, yeah. they have to they have to run something else. Exactly, like a, a bit of beef over another yep. paddock or whatever. They have to they have to manage the land. Yeah, they've only got a certain amount of land. Exactly, they have to. Um, a lot of the time, they've got to. Uh, you know, they'll do deals with with their neighbouring farmers and go. Well, you got a bit of. Yep. Some block over the back if you're not using that. Yeah, you know, we'll exactly. Help. Like, they're just going to help. Yep. Irrigation. Irrigation is oh. the other thing. Oh. Oh, right? Because yeah. in this lovely land of ours, yeah. it never fucking rains. <laughs> um, and then when it does, it just floods everything. Yeah. But, oh. yeah, they they would get um, – I remember, you know, uh, my mum's other half, his, his you know, parents on that farm, and, and that was where I learned about flood irrigation. Yeah. They had these, you know, little channels and the, these – Irrigation channels and like, and then you know, they just open the thing, and I'm like, Well, where's all the sprinklers? They go, No, 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 what we do is you just fill the channel up full of water, open the gates, and then it just slowly floods the thing. Flood lose, irrigation, or you'll lose a bloody gum boot when you've <laughs> and you're chasing it down the paddock because it got stuck in the mud, and then the, yeah, yeah. the irrigation come right here, it. you bastard. <laughs> I, yeah, man, I was like, and then later on, when I got a bit worried, I was like, I wonder if I could jet ski in that channel. Yeah. <laughs> You know? When it was cold, it was not fun. Let's yeah, put it yeah. that way. <laughs> oh. Okay, so let me tell you a little story. Um, uh, so you, you can imagine that at 3 a.m. Yep. you're up and you go oh. to milking. And yes. had, I think you had like 320 or 340 head. Oh, that's not bad. And it was a, it was a, uh, I want to say 15 a side herringbone. Oh, yeah. Right? But there were cups on either side. It wasn't yep. a swing over. There was cups on either side. Yep. So I reckon we could do 30 cows at a time. That's pretty good. Yeah. yeah. And uh, so, you know, I learnt you'd pump through them pretty quick. But I remember you had to um, – you had to – so in the middle of – like you're standing down in there and the cows are all up there and you've got 15 uh, cups aside. And then you had the um, – <laughs> Uh, what do you call it? the water thing <laughs> yeah. with the gun on to wash the teats and and all of that, and like these things just be pumping out like basically zero freezing water, right? And I'm fucking standing in there, and I was like, you know, I was I would have been fifteen, fourteen, fifteen, sixteen, somewhere around there, you know, maybe younger. Yeah. And I'm like, this is shit, and I was like thirty kilos rigging weight. This is a skinny little thing, and uh, and I remember it being so bitterly, bitterly cold one morning. Yeah. I'm just like. You know, I need to get a desk job, whatever. And then the most bittersweet thing that's ever happened in my life happened. The cow shat on me. Oh. And I wasn't upset. Because oh. it was so warm. <laughs> Do you know the big sloppy ones? Are just Or when they cough and it shoots. <laughs> <laughs> that has happened. That has oh, happened a couple really? of times. And I'm like, oh. Yeah. Oh. And you just got to crack on with it. Yeah, there's you not a thing you can do you about it. Yes. Oh yeah, that. No. Yeah, that's. I do not miss that. Yeah, I can tell you that much. I don't miss that part. No, I don't. I don't miss it either. <laughs> I remember the very first time, and I would have been about ten years old, I think. And I remember the very first time uh, when they started uh, dating that I, I, I we pulled up out the front of this dairy farm. And the, if you've never been to a dairy farm before, <laughs> the smell Hits and the you flies, straight away. and you're like. <laughs> 
Oh my god, I'm in hell. <laughs> that we literally we've gone through the fifth dimension. Yeah. We're in hell now. Yeah. This is where we are. This and you're talking like this yeah, because of the fires. Because yeah, you yeah. know where they've been and it's been near a cow's ass. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> or just sitting on a pile of steaming yeah, like, oh, turd. Oh. It's fantastic. <laughs> um, but it's interesting to say about Jack of all trades because I know uh, Mum's other half, he, um, around that time, I think he used to do a bit of logging up in the hills. Oh, and, yeah. Uh, but he had a, they had a dozer. And talking yeah. about Jack of all trades, <laughs> they, uh, he, he was – he basically dozed out three yep. effluent ponds. Oh, that would be it. right. Uh. So, but but like <laughs> fascinating, right? Because it's it like, well, what be, the yeah. hell? Because you got to wash down every oh. after every milking. And for those who don't know, you milk in the morning and you milk at night. Yep. You milk twice a day. And like you might be up at three o'clock in the morning, you milk, and then you yep. go around the farm all day, and you're doing the watering, That's and you're it. fixing a fence, and you're doing whatever, and yep. you're going into town to get some parts from the silage season. Silage, oh, God, that's right. They used to cut Chuck silage the as well. Chucking the tires on the silage. Pit. Yeah, oh. with the with the with the you yeah. put the tarp over, and then the top. Do you know what? I was my best looking at that stage. Yeah, I was so fit. So fit. Oh, yeah. so good. <laughs> yeah, well, um, they had uh, he had his own excavator. Um, that used to, you know, load the yeah. load the silage feeder with his excavator, yep. and uh, and he had the dozer, and he'd use a dozer to to you know yep. make these three effluent ponds. Oh wow! Yeah, it was crazy. <laughs> it was really cool, and um, you know, and, but it was yeah. it was such a good idea because yeah, then I don't know what they did with it after because once it sort of evaporates and then you know you got well you got crust pretty much yeah the crust yeah but that's pretty good stuff it is yeah it's really good stuff especially so. for back on the paddock again yeah right mm, so maybe that's them. what they might like mix it in with fertilizer to oh, sometimes they just use it as recycled water for their oh, paddocks okay so it just goes back yet on the irrigation oh, yeah, yeah yeah yeah. if yeah. they can work it out like yeah that, work out how goes. to do it yeah. yeah yeah it's crazy you know and and this is the thing like <laughs> when they went to two dollars a liter or one dollar a liter what was it yeah. one dollar a liter milk and I just remember going, are you serious? Like, how the <laughs> yeah. hell? Because people don't understand, you know, you milk a cow and then it goes into the vat and then the truck picks it up and but you get paid on whatever. But yeah, exactly. you don't just get paid on the litre. You get paid on the quality yeah. of the litre. Exactly. Right? Yeah. And yeah. that's what we're talking about with putting the jerseys in and yeah. stuff like that is because that um, – you know that protein value and that um, and whatever else. Yes. Yeah. You know how clean it is and everything. So, you know, you have to really work hard on that. It costs a lot of money. Definitely. Yeah. Right. Then you're gonna feed the cows. It's one thing. Yeah. yeah. And maybe you don't have all the grass that you got, and that's well, why you got to borrow some land off. That you know, the farmers next them. door. Like how much? Um, how many times they're actually bringing in truckloads of hay and silage yeah. and everything for the cows just to feed them? Exactly. Um, my uh, my uncle, my old man. In fact, I did it um, when I worked for them. We carted brewers' grain, okay, right yeah. out of West End Brewery in South Australia, and that, um, you know, after they've fermented off the to what to make beer, yeah, the the grains left over. Oh, they um, have a ball. Yeah, they <laughs> love it. They love it, right? And it's essentially a waste product. Yeah, right. So the breweries are getting rid of this yeah. shit. They're actually selling it. Yeah, right. Whereas, I mean, I'd love to see the breweries give that shit away. Yeah. Right? It's a waste product anyway. So I'd love to see the farmers, all they've got to do is pay the truckie to get it there. Oh, it'd be good. Right? And yeah. they get the stuff for free. That means they feel the, feed the cows for free. That's it, yeah. And the cows love it. It's good for them. Yep. And Definitely. for those playing the home game, it, it's not alcoholic, okay? <laughs> it doesn't, that doesn't get the cows pissed, all right? They've just, you know, they've malted it down and done yeah. what they 
and they get rid of the liquid. Yeah. You know, and then it's just basically a, uh, you know, it's just a wet slop yeah, of, of pretty much. Well, you've seen the stuff, right? You well, know? we had one that. Um, so when I was working on the farm, um, on the dairy farm that I was working at, we actually had lolly parts coming in. Like there was bits of lolly in the actual feed. The cows would run into the dairy just to be milked for this lolly. Like, I'm not going to lie, I even got up there and had a couple of lollies myself because yeah. I was like, oh, this is nice. Well, this is the thing. You can, <laughs> I mean, you can eat anything pretty much that you're giving cows. You can pretty eat. Much, yeah. Right? I don't, I don't want the other brain <laughs> bit, but I will take the lollies any day. Yeah. Yeah. So, because what else do they eat? So, they, they, let's say, okay, so brewer's grain and hay and silage. What, what is silage? Let, how so do we explain silage? Silage is pretty much fermented loosen. Yeah. So, so loosen was a t- is a type of grass. It's yeah. It's basically a type of grass yep. for hay. Yep. Um, it's richer for yep. them. Um, but usually you'll give in the silage. It'll be basically a row of uh, loosen yep. and a row of I think we had oats in ours. Yeah, yeah. So it was yeah. just layer by layer. Yep. So they weren't getting a full gut of um, loosen. Yeah. They were actually getting oats because as well that with that's it. quite rich. And it's got a lot of... I remember picking up loosened bale because they use a yeah. bale of stuff. And I remember that one of the first jobs yeah. I ever had was carting hay bales. Yeah. And carting, uh, like a hay bale yeah. is a certain amount of weight for the square bale. That's it, Loosened yeah. bale, holy oh. shit, you know you're alive when you're picking those oh. things up. And if you get... So it can be pretty potent to cows too sometimes. If they get into like a fresh loosen... Like, sorry, fresh loosen paddock. Fresh loosen, yep. yeah. Yeah, and they just <laughs> eat like guts. Well, they can bloat. Yeah. They can actually go get really crook from yeah, it. Yeah, so, yeah. So, but in this silage, they go absolutely nuts for it. Yeah. I hated the smell of silage. I actually oh. didn't. I, I didn't oh. mind it. I, oh. I, I just, there was something about silage. I was like, oh, okay. It what? took me a long time to yeah, get used yeah. to it. I was like, it, It's pretty rank <laughs> on a hot day, like oh. a human day. It's pretty bad. I remember. Bad. So I was rolling. We had an old... Uh, Ford tractor. I can't remember the actual model of it. It was ancient. Right. And they're like, all right, you're going in that tractor for the day. This was before I'd chuck tires on it or spread the plastic over yep. it. And I'd be rolling backwards and forwards. There was no radio. There was no aircon in this tractor. So it was windows all <laughs> open. I'd have my little ear pods in while I'm listening to it. And I'm just like, this is ridiculous. This is so hot. But I just backwards <laughs> and forwards. Backwards and forwards. I'm like, oh, this will be done. And then it'll be back to plastic and chucking tyres again. <laughs> yeah. Yep. So, the, all right. So, we've got the, so the hay, silage, grass, obviously. Um, we used to, uh, back in the day, we used to cart out of uh, berry, right? Yep. And the orange peel and the apple peels and oh, all right. that. Yeah. So, when they make the, the, the juices, yeah. you know, I'm pretty sure that they – we used to pick that stuff up. Oh right, and, yeah, and they and they'd mix that in. Oh geez, I love that. Yeah, but it was either that or that that went to the feed lots. Okay. Okay, so maybe yeah. you know once again for those playing the home game, the, a feed lot is essentially, you know, somebody will have a they'll have a herd, right? Yeah. And then they're not quite ready to, or they're not quite ready to go off to market yet, but they'll yeah. sell them to a feed lot. That's it, right? Yeah. And then the feed lot. Yeah. So they're not free range anymore, I guess. The feedlots that they have them in a big yeah. pen, but yeah. then every t- t- for a couple of months, every yep. every couple of day, like twice a day or something, they just feed them. Oh like, yeah, you they know, 
have a ball. They have <laughs> a fucking, but they're like, I don't even care if I'm standing next to all yeah. my nearest and dearest friends. Give me my food. <laughs> Give me my food. And they and they eat well. Yeah. They eat so well. They, they, you know, like, and it's all mixed in there. You know, yeah. it's, it might have a bit of everything, like a silage and a, you know, some potato peel and some orange peel <laughs> and whatever else and a bit of, you know, and a bit of hay and a bit of, like, a Jeez, lot of I grains and stuff. Jeez, real well then. Oh, Man, I was like, yeah, well, how can I get a book a room here? You yeah. Know? It's pretty good. But I just wait because then if you wait long enough, then they come out of steak. Mm, delicious. Yummy. <laughs> and it is. It's good steak. The oh, yeah. Good. We used but, to know. have, like, even our own at home in Buck in there, we had a couple of sheep and a couple of cows that we'd always just have ready to go into the freezer. Yeah. And there's nothing better than having your own homegrown meat. Like, there is it's nothing perfect. better. No. <laughs> No, you're right. Um, it was, it's it, there. Is, it's better than anything you'll buy at the shop. You know, if you, um, in fact, if you go to a good butcher, like a, if you go to a good butcher shop, you don't yeah. shop at Woolworths or Coles. Yeah, right. Which has been packed for a while. That's it. Yeah, you go to a good butcher shop Ooh. that's got a good supply. Yeah, and you'll you'll have the same. Exactly. You'll have some really cool, really good meat. Yeah, you know? and you can get a choice like, you know, good marbling. Yeah, you know, a certain amount. So when uh, I used to get my meat straight from the from the farm. Yeah, yeah. Before I moved up here, um, uh, shout out to <laughs> Bonnie Belt Stud actually, just out of Murray Bridge. Um, she's a wonderful, wonderful lady. Yeah, and they've got a type of uh, a cow called the Belted Galloway. Oh, they're good. Yeah, right. Ooh, and yeah. I think they're like from the Scottish Highlands or something like that. I think they're somewhere there. I'm not right. exactly sure. Not 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 yeah. sure either. So I won't speak out of school, but I'm pretty sure. Yeah, they're from that kind of area, and so they're just the meat is magic, yeah. and it's not too. Um, it doesn't have a whole lot of marbling in it because they're they're a yeah. they're a really. Um, I don't know how to put it. They're just a, they're in good nick. Oh yeah, no, yeah, right? they definitely are. And so, <laughs> belted Galloways generally they're really easy to spot because they they can be a variety of colours, but yeah. in this dead centre, wrapped right around their guts, yeah. is a big white. <laughs> they look like Oreos. That's pretty much <laughs> Oreo cows. They look like Oreos. I have heard so many people call them Oreo cows, and I am one of those people. <laughs> an Oreo cow. Can I get an Oreo? They don't taste like Oreos. Yeah. I'll tell you. Say that right now. They're still delicious. Yeah. How's your how's your drink? Uh still going. Yeah, right. good. Yeah. We're pausing for a sip. Do the loud one. <laughs> <laughs> Not even scared. <laughs> Thanks, JB. <laughs> Just put I love put that in sound. his two put his two bobs worth it. Did I have any uh, jacks? Oh. Oh, look out. Here we go. Sorry, we're gonna have to blur it out because we can't be uh, uh, promoting promoting on the podcast. We, we can do what we like because there's <laughs> Just only do the puppet there's, we've only got thirty three <laughs> subscribers anyway at the moment, and we're three of them. So. Oh, there we go. I bet and then I've got uh, constant ten, likes. Ten of them are Russian bots. <laughs> <laughs> My name is Olga. Yeah, yeah. I am from Sweden. I very much like your cast pod. Yeah. <laughs> When do you get to the church bit? Yeah. We we don't. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it's no. not gonna happen. <laughs> so uh all right, cool. So genetics and that oh man, that's really really interesting. Um so you worked for a couple of years doing that. You would have learnt tons of stuff there, there as well. So much. Like Because you're working like with biologists or scientists of some uh, description. I was or? more working towards I was working with the farmers. So um 
I met so many farmers out there. It yeah. was really cool. And every farmer had their different way of going about their farm. Yeah. Um, yeah. But in saying that, it worked for them. Every setup was different. Like, there's a robotic farm out in Mafra that no one, if someone sits behind a computer and the cows come in, they get scanned on, the feed comes out, the cups align and up on the teats, they get milked and off they go to another paddock. Are you serious? Dead set. So no people Out whatsoever. of Mafra? Out at Mafra. Do you know um, it's out of Mafra? Yeah. Is it not? It's not on the way to... Uh, to, to Rosedale? On the back it's road? It's not the McCormacks, is it? Well, it might be. Shout out to the McCormacks if you yeah. <laughs> Because um, I know that the McCormacks were... Uh, I, I went to school with... Um, with uh, one of the McCormacks, um, we were very different people. Yeah. But anyway, <laughs> I actually went to primary school with him, I think. And then, but he, him, and his family um, were on the on the road out to um, to uh, Tanamba. Okay, so yes. out to Tanamba, yeah. out on the yeah. left there, and uh, but they were well yeah. above the you know the, the thing. So they had uh, this mad rotary yeah. dairy, and I think it was like a. Maybe fifty. Um, yeah, fifty. I have thing. seen a big one out there. And, but we're huge. talking back in the nineties. Oh wow! Yeah, yeah. So Jeez, we're talking for then, right? Because I left in two thousand yeah. to join the army, right? So in, in right through the the mid to late nineties, yeah, you know, they were already rocking this mad Jeez. rotary dairy that had you know fifty or whatever you know, and I'll stand corrected, yeah. but um, you know, very successful. Yeah, uh, a farming family, you know, and um, f- also very religious. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> as it turns out. So, uh, uh, actually, and uh, God, what was his name? Andrew, I think Andrew McCormack. Uh, lovely guy, lovely kid at that yeah. stage. He's probably a lovely bloke now. Um, we he he used to get so much crap at school because he'd yeah. never swear. <laughs> like he was a really, really, yeah. really beautiful, beautiful guy, and uh, and he he was a, a, a you know brought up. A, Christian guy and whatever else, and and he would never swear. Yeah. <laughs> he was very very well spoken. Yeah, smart guy, smart kid, and uh, very well spoken. We always <laughs> said, "Come on, just say shit, just say shit, please, yeah. just come on, just say, just say bollocks." Like you know, whatever. I and love seeing people try not to. <laughs> yeah, and to his credit, he just never did. Man. Oh wow, he never did. <laughs> what a, what a legend. I must see. I must. Uh, I have to reach out to AJ see if he's still in contact with. Yeah, him. but uh, he's yeah. a really, really nice guy. But they <laughs> were a very successful family, and they had had this yeah mad dairy. So when you were saying about the yeah, you know, the, you know, not that I know many like there's lots and lots of dairy farms. Around oh, there's the place. heaps, and they keep changing. Like yeah. too, I know. Um, oh, what's the farm out there? I know there's a um, company overseas that have brought about six different farms out around Mafra there and they're sort really? of like um, shareholders that have brought them and they're run, like they're managed by uh, farmers around the area but they're owned by uh, Ace Farms. Okay. That's who it is. Yeah. So they have like a chat. There's like seven or eight farms. Yeah. It's insane how many they have and we used to go around servicing It's probably the only way to make money as a dairy farmer these days. Especially shareholders though. Like yeah. they can sort of – suppose they've got so many people that would put in shares for yeah. these farms and that's how they'd make their income. You have, you'd have to turn it into a business because oh, I, yeah. I don't think I don't think mum, dad and, and, and the, oh. the, the first son and daughter can 
carry on. Like it's just not like it's that. A there's shame, no, yeah, yeah. It's there's no money in it. You can't just have a herd of, you know, you can't be grandma and grandpa got a, a herd of fifty. That's it. And grandpa be milking them since yep. he was this high. Exactly. You, you know, there's no way you could make a living off it now. Like, yeah, not the way it's sort of going. It makes it really tough on families unless you've got huge amounts of land and a lot of cows or, you know. Uh, crops or anything. You, well, so you need to diversify the portfolio. Exactly. Yeah. Because there's no money in milk. Oh no, not at the there's moment. No, like, not when you're paying. No. Not when these idiots are selling it for a dollar a litre. Exactly. I never buy milk. I, very, I, I rarely have to buy milk. I don't drink a lot of milk yeah. these days. But when I do, yeah, I will buy the one that's four dollars thirty or for six two litres yeah. or six dollars. I will. I, I yeah. absolutely will. I don't care. Yeah. I refuse to buy the the cost the same. because yeah. I know. Yeah. You know. You got to support your farmers, like, that's and it. that's what it's all about. Like, we'll go to markets, we'll go yeah. shop local, as long as we can buy from Aussie farmers. That's the main thing. Yeah, I'll pay that little bit extra. And I'm sorry, that's easier to do in uh, in when you're not in a city. Like, well, that's exactly when right. You're out too, and yeah. you can actually you know it. Yeah, you know. exactly. And you know, it's a bit harder for some families that are doing a bit tougher too that they can't actually do that. That's true. That's but true. In saying that. I'm in that position where I'm comfy, I can do that, so I will support them yep. as much as I can. Yeah, dead right. Yeah. Yeah, same here. Um, and you know what? It's better. Yeah. It's better food, it's better milk, it's oh, better meat. Love it. It's just better. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. Definitely. Yeah, Renee was out, um, uh, I don't know where she went to some markets or something the other week, and um, they just got these beautiful little... Like, because they've they've innovated, yep. right? They're going okay. You want to? You don't want to be shopping here, or like a lot of people do. They can shop yeah. there all day, and you know, go through all the broccoli and pick yeah. the right <laughs> way. And, you know, but some people just like, I get it. They're city yeah. people. They don't have a lot of time, right? Yeah, and they can just roll in there and get. Yep. Um, they've got these twenty dollar grab yep. and go. Yeah, and it's got to be everything in it. Exactly right? twenty yeah. bucks. And it's good for one person for yeah. three or four days or, or even Perfect. a week, depending on how you yeah. just got a couple of carrots and some broccoli yeah. and some pumpkin and yeah. it's got everything. Twenty bucks, boom, even twenty bucks, there you yeah. go. <laughs> and she says she bought one and it was just she goes, It's so fresh. It oh was really? So she goes, I ate the whole lot in like two days. Oh wow. You know? Veggie galore. Just veggies galore, <laughs> yeah. Like you know, why wouldn't you? Yeah, definitely. Yeah. It's the so. best life. Like Yeah, yeah. Uh, I've we uh, used to grow our own back home at Buchan. Yeah. And I know Kevin, he would always be in there planting spuds. Yeah. So he was a meat and spuds person. Okay. That was all the time. Yeah. Like we like always potatoes. had. Yeah, at spinach and tomatoes. Uh, never liked spinach as a kid. Love oh. spinach now. These Good are stuff. like, and the tomatoes were like huge. Like yeah. we'd have uh, saladas and butter and tomato, salt and pepper. That was our snack for the day. <laughs> And off we go back out the farm again. It's making me hungry. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, well, at the moment, what well, I don't, um, you know, because I'm sort of batching it. I, I, I do frozen uh, the steam bag veggies. Oh, yeah. But I still I still think yeah. the steam bag veggies, even though they're very commercial and whatever yeah. else, but when they get packaged, they're, yeah. they're snap frozen. Yeah. And so they're about as fresh as you're going to get. I can't right? do the carrots. Can't do the carrots. No, not really. Nope. I, I don't know... I, I guess the steam bags will do the case. No, I like carrots fresh. Yeah, I yeah. can't do the mushy carrot. No, can't do a mushy. No. You're just not a mushy person, no. are you, Caroline? No. I don't like mush. I don't do it. Get stuffed. Um, yeah, well, I don't like mushy peas either. I like snappy peas. Like, you, oh. know, you know, like... Hurry yeah. up. Get even... <laughs> 
Peas and beans. I like them to be, you know, crispy. Mm. Like, not cooked to the point of being mushy, you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. I understand that yeah, one. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, veggies. You love it. Yeah, I, I don't. So, I do the snap, uh, I do the snap uh, frozen bloody freezer bags. <laughs> but, look, it's just easier. Because when you're one person, you don't do all the shit. Exactly. You know, and I'm I'm a bit slack. Yeah. So <laughs> stick them in the freezer. But I've got a great butcher. Yeah. Great butcher, you know. Um, he's him and his missus run this butcher shop in uh, in town, and yeah. I, I love it, mate. And is I'll that go the one at Lienya? It is. Yeah. yeah. Shout out to uh, to Mick and uh, Sheena Fairfield and yeah. uh, Territory Territory Meats Territory Butchers. Yeah, I think it's it's a good little butcher. It's anyway. a great little butcher shop, yeah. and they've just got the f- most fantastic meat. And Definitely. when this COVID crap started, and everyone's still like people going ballistic, I couldn't he, get any meat. I was like, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he, he ended up like normally he's open Monday to Saturday. Yeah. He would open Monday and Tuesday. Yep. And I think he had Wednesday and Thursday off. Yeah. <laughs> right. And but he he might go in. Excuse me. He might go in Thursday. Yeah. But that was only to cut up the meat that had, like ready for the next day. Oh yeah, yeah, right. Because he'd get a delivery. Yeah. And then he'd be like Friday, and then Saturday he'd be done by ten o'clock. Like oh he, yeah. He could. It was just he was going through. Yeah. He goes. So what did he, he was saying to me? It was like. Um, you know, just prior to Australia Day, yeah, and just prior to Christmas, yeah. And he goes, "I've done four Christmases in a row, like as in as much That's as he do leading up to Christmas." Yeah, he said, "I did that four days, right? Holy a shit. Christmas that day, a Christmas that day, le- a Christmas lead up. Oh, so four Christmas yeah. lead up in four days. That's insane. He, he, he just he couldn't." He was chopping the meat like the all the displays were empty. Yeah, right. Yep. Pretty much. Yeah, because as soon as he was butchering it, it was going out the door. It was straight oh, over really? the counter. Yeah, it was crazy. I took a photo one day. I went in there to um, get some other things, and uh, and it was, you know, and it's a corner shop. Yeah, and it was five deep all oh, the way. Really? I took a photo. Oh. I'm like. Like too busy social distancing, Corona, and all that <laughs> bullshit. Everyone's lined up, just going, "Nah, fuck it, I'm getting me, mate. I don't care." Move out of the way. Just shopping trolleys <laughs> with the stuff. You know? So you know, th- when I go there, we have a bit of a chat, and yeah. then I end up getting about a hundred bucks worth of meat for twenty bucks. Jeez, that's all right. Oh yeah, yeah. You know, <laughs> but and that's the thing. Support your local. Yeah, exactly. You know? And if you spend enough money at your local, yeah, you're not going to pay full toad odds every time you go yeah, there. Exactly. You build up a rapport with them. You'll, yeah, you know, and. They're doing well. They'll look after you. Exactly. You know? Exactly. Yeah, definitely. And, uh, but it's, it's funny we're talking about diversifying a little bit because, you know, he, he's kind of done the same, right? Um, you know, they do all the meats and that. Yeah. But in this other section, we kind of wasn't really doing anything. So he, he – it was like a back office. You know, yeah. Know that. So he got rid of that. Put a, uh, put another um, – like a hot Bay Marie yep. type situation in there. And now cooks all this meat, cooks roasts. I have cooks seen potatoes. Them. Have you seen that? Oh, they look oh. amazing. I'm like, and you, go, mm. and you just get a takeaway <laughs> of like veggies with gravy and I like have to roast refrain. pork and lamb and whatever. I'm like, oh my God, it's 20 bucks and you get this massive, you know. I have to bucks. refrain when I walk past there. I'm like, that oh. smells delicious, but no. <laughs> but what a great idea though, because it what's is. the alternative, right? You go past the chew and spew around the corner. Oh, yeah. And you're getting a, yeah. a, a wing ding that was frozen 20 minutes ago. <laughs> exactly. Right? And a dim sim that I don't even... And it's I been, still don't know what's in those things. And it's been frozen for bloody nearly a year. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. You know? It probably has a dog in it. 
Yeah. Or, cat, uh, or whatever. Or like, something. Don't ask. Just don't Or ask. gecko. Gecko. Up here. <laughs> Geckos. Give it a gecko. Oh, <laughs> my little geckos. They're pretty good. They're pretty tasty. Yeah. On the barbecue. <laughs> little <Yeah>. drumsticks. <laughs> <laughs> little drumsticks. <laughs> oh, yes. That was lovely. Thanks. Yeah. Anyway, well, bloody hell, we're getting sidetracked. We're, All the we're, time. Yeah. This is a bad mix. You I know. I know. That's good. It could be fun. JB will just sit over there producing and doing whatever. Bloody nine hours later, yeah, and we're yeah. just getting on to all the other bits. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'll be hammered by then. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, I love it. That's oh. awesome. All right. So, a uh, couple of years working for uh, the genetics place. Yeah. All right. So, that takes you up to your, like your early 20s now. Yeah, roughly, roughly about then. Yeah. Yeah. Did you have a plan at this stage or were you just going with the flow? Not really. Um, I sort of always, I was always a farm girl. Yeah. Really, like I was real country. You'd see me in the Toyota Land Cruiser with the dogs on the back, swag in the back, and yep. off I'd be gone. Like my drinking hole was Dargo. That's where I'd go to. I know Dargo. I love Dargo. Well. Yeah. And like a couple of my really good mates, so Leanne Escort, she was managing Dargo River Inn. Yeah. And I was always up there with her daughter, Kayla. She's yeah. like my best friend. And we'd be up there on the piss all the time. Oh, yeah. so many drunken nights up there. Oh. Dargo's a great spot. Dargo's up in, well, I guess you say up in the high country. Yeah, really. it is, yeah. It, it's, yeah. it's probably one of the most remote. Where would you, how, how would you put it? You go, like you've got to turn off at Orbos pretty much. And no, you, no, uh, Ben Stale. So oh, you're at Ben's that's right. and that you turn off there and then you follow that all the way up. That's right. And it comes Because uh, you can actually go back you go through that way to get to Albury Longer too, or Yeah, so you can go up to Hossum that way. Yeah. Which is up yeah. over the bloody right over they call it over the top. Over the top, yeah. Yeah. So um, Well that's basically the high country of Australia. Yeah. But, it's the you know. only place I've seen that can run two pubs sustainably. And I mean <laughs> it goes off. And we were constantly going from the river into the hotel. And back, like yeah. we just do either catch a the bus they'd run on events, yeah, or we get someone to drive us up there and we go drink up there and we're like, all right, it's time to go back now. So <laughs> we'd total all the way back again. <laughs> That's mad. Oh, oh, what a great job! I got to get back there. My um, <laughs> my uh, my my half brothers, my brothers down and uh, they still live in Newry. Yeah, and uh, um, both of them, but particularly uh, Jim. Shout out to Jim. Um, he he loves it up there. Yeah. He's like his old man in that yeah. respect, you know. Was just born and raised in that area and just loves the high country. And he's, yeah. a, you know, my old girl tells me that he's quite an accomplished bushman, yeah. you know, yeah. and that he really does. I mean, even though he's got four drives and it's yeah. all about four drive and everything else, he's an accomplished bushman to, yeah. to an extent and, and he does care a lot about the, you know, the the I guess the, the sustainability and the, yeah. you know, and everything up yeah. there, and uh, you know has a real uh, how would you put it? it? Just has a real appreciation for the remoteness and how yeah. dangerous. You know, it's a bit like oh, definitely because it's known. It's it, you know, it's just as dangerous being out in the in the middle of the desert. Yeah, unless you have an appreciation for where you are. Oh, exactly. And, and understand what what's doing. Yeah, you you get be dead real quick. Yeah, you could you be know. stuck up there. I know one of my friends. He had an accident, a motorbike accident up there, and had to be helicoptered out of there. Yeah. If 
But you could be stuck up there injured for ages. It just it can happen like that. Yep, it's just and as remote be, as being out in the yeah, middle of the desert. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. I yeah. like. I love the area, but I have an appreciation for the area too, like yeah. for what it is. And here's the thing, you know, just just because it's the high country um, in the summertime, oh. it's dry as a chip up there as Ooh, well. Yeah, the bushfires up there Ooh. are insane. They are insane. Yeah. That Dargo crew up there have an absolute handful when yeah. it gets there because there's some areas that they can't get into. Yeah. It just, they can't get into to fight them. Yeah. It's just too dangerous. It's, it's, yeah, dead right. Like, they, yeah. Yeah. The, um, I think the Avon River, the Avon River is a fairly oh, main, yeah. main river that runs through that area, right? And um, I believe, maybe you could Google this for me, uh, JB, but I believe the Avon River is the fastest rising and receding river in Australia. Oh, yeah. yeah, apparently. Yeah, right. So it's the fastest, uh, you know, because it's very subject because there's a lot of tributaries and whatever else. So, yeah. you know... Um, if you have a good dump of snow yeah. and then but then you have a run of hot days and then the yeah. snow all melts and all of that snow oh, just yeah. comes out and it just all of a sudden the river is just up exactly in in, in a matter of hours yeah so you know the avon river just you know we, we weaves its way through the high country yeah. but you know there's a lot of full drive tracks you can cross yeah. it many times you know yeah exactly these crossings can be <laughs> run of the mill oh yeah or they can be hectic because all of a sudden there's Definitely. this river there that you yeah. didn't know was going to be there. Even right. our farm, like, we we woke up one morning and our flats had disappeared. Like there yeah, was no right. flats. We had river flats. Yeah. And because our where our creek, which would hardly ever run sometimes, yeah. it would connect up to uh, down near now and now and it would run out to Lake Tyres to the mouth there. Okay. But if the mouth wasn't open, our flats would go under. And if we got all that water, we'd have to wait for the mouth to open before all the water would flush out into the sea. <laughs> so we had no flats there for yeah, one day. Right. We're like, um, okay, <laughs> okay then. <laughs> which which end was the was the homestead on? Like you still get out, so we out were, access or not? We were up on the hill, so we were quite lucky. Um, yeah. We could get out. Apparently, there'd only been one time that that road had been blocked off, and that's a real serious flood when that happens. Yeah. Um, but you could see it across the road because um, my stepfather used to drive trucks, so there was like a little truck bay out the front of the house as well. Yep. And then you'd see the river flowing, or creek it was, it was just absolutely hammering through the trees and then it'd sort of flow around and back around the farm and then out. I'm like, mm. And where there was a dam, it looked like a rapid. Like, that's how fast it was going. It was just like, yep. Jeez. <laughs> yeah. That's mad. It's a bloody... <laughs> it's amazing, the four, like the power of water. It really oh, is when you see it like that. It's deadly. Yeah. You know, it's it's just as powerful as as fire. Oh, yeah. In fact, I mean, yeah, fire is probably. I guess the, the difference with fire is it has the ability to to. Pardon me. So I've heard. I've heard like. I've heard about only very recently. I learned this thing about three the three fronts of fire. Okay, yeah. depending on the ferocity of fire, yeah. that there's there's the the ground level fire. Yep. Okay. And then there's a, another fire which is which is like a, a major front. Yeah. But then there's a fire across the top, like a canopy fire a and a gas fire. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Where 
the tops of trees are literally exploding. Yeah. From the gas, and then yep. so that front comes past, burns the fucking cross out of everything. The trees yeah. in it, and it's just rolling gas. That's when monster. it's hammering. Yeah, yeah. But that's not it. Then the next one coming along is is this? I guess what would you call the main front of the fire? Yeah. Okay. Is hectic as well. Yeah. Exactly. Okay, and that one, you know, that passes yeah. through, and then you've got the 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 I guess the run-of-the-mill main fires yeah. coming through, burning everything else. It's exactly. just going to burn for days and days and days and days. Yeah. Um, and uh, where the hell did I hear that? I think um, it was with the fires that had just gone on last late last year, okay? Oh, and yeah. Yeah, and, yeah. you know, just terrible. They um, did an absolute amazing job, all those emergency services, like... Without a doubt. Oh, and without the people that went doubt. through there, like I personally know some people that went through those fires and... I take yeah. my hat off to him. Wow! Like yeah. I'm. Well, this guy, yeah. th- this guy was, he was doing an interview with, with, you know, one of the commercial stations or something, and you could just hear it in his voice. And yeah. he's like, "Listen, I need to tell you, like, we." He goes, "We, me and the old man or his brother or someone." He said, "We had to fi- fight it three times." He said, "This is the thing. Oh, oh, we I had to out. fight it three times, and that's where, when he was explaining it, yeah, was that there was these three levels of the fire and I'm like what the hell like I started to understand that yeah you know okay I get it and so he yeah. goes we would fight the first bit that came through yep and he said and then and it just got hectic we had to retreat down oh, to the right dam Jeez. which was in a cleared area he said then we go back and yeah. prepare for the next lot that came through yep. and he said and then that hammered us we fought as long as we yeah. could then we went we retreated yeah and then we went back you oh, know right. That'd yeah. be scary. Oh, like, well, you, he was. Yeah, you could just the emotion in his voice and whatever. Exactly. Right. Yeah. Um. And but that was a decision that they'd made. Yeah. Like they had a good plan in place. Yeah. And they knew about yeah. how fire operated. He knew. He clearly he knew yeah. about how the fire operated and how things. Yeah. So they had a good plan. Yeah. And they had backup plans and they had a retreat plan and they had. That's you know, good. Yeah. That's yeah, and and uh, anyway, I was just blown away because it can so quickly turn for the oh. worse, and you just got to be on your wits with fire. Like, yeah, it can just change in a matter of seconds. Yeah. It really can, and because it changes with the change of the wind. Yeah, exactly. You know, and all of a sudden, yeah. it's coming back. And that fire, like, it was unpredictable. Even though, like, they obviously had quite a few plans, but it can take people off guard so quickly, and yeah, turn for the worst. Yeah. You just hope it burns back on itself. That's the main thing. Well, yeah, and, and then and then I'm thinking about these, you know, three three mm. fronts of fire. Yeah. And just because you get the first one, yeah, it doesn't really mean that it's not going to burn itself exactly. out if it comes back. Yeah, definitely. You know, because the, the wind yep. changes and it comes back. All right, well, the crown's gone. Yep. But now you've got all yep. of this timber just lying around that's probably already still on fire yep. anyway. Yeah, and then you just got a whole other battle on your hands. Well, fire can burn down underground too through the root system, and it can stay smouldering for years. Fair dinkum. Yeah, it can actually go down and stay smouldering there and pop back up again. Jeez. So, yeah. Really? It's a well, fascinating. That, as long as I get hey, as yeah. long as if fire only needs th- the three things: ignition and and fuel and yeah. air. Yeah. So if it's got air. Yeah, exactly. And there's root systems down under the ground, so it's got its fuel there. Yeah. So and just smoulders away and then it pops back up again. That's crazy. Yeah. That's crazy. 
So yeah. I didn't like it. It blew me away when I found out about that one. No, that's I for sure. It's like a fire. What, what do they say? Like a fire's never out until it's cold and out. Yeah, exactly. You know because. Yep. Yeah, you can, you can, you know, like a campfire as well. Yeah. That's why they say you kick, you, you know, the campfire, you've got yeah. to, uh, you pour the water on it. Oh, no, you kick all the logs out. Yeah, Make sure exactly. they're out. Yeah. Then you dig around in the in the ashes a little yeah. bit and get some water in there. Definitely. You, gotta, you just got to get rid of all of it. Yeah, 100%. Because yeah. otherwise that bad boy can spark up just yep. like that. Definitely. Yeah. yeah, well, that was, that's where I heard about that. It was just hectic and I remember that, um, a firefighter, you know, with the local, he was with the local, and he was just the media had their cameras on, he was just going off. He's yeah, like, yeah, ScoMo or Skipmo, whatever. You're I remember name. that one, and yeah. He's just going, <laughs> and he's like, My name is you know, Joe Logs. Yeah. Come down here and I'll show you what's going He was fucking rope, understandably, too. Yeah, and I just felt for that guy, like yep. this guy, he goes, Yeah, come down here and you deal with the shit that I'm trying to deal with, and yeah, the pressure, the amount of pressure that they're under. Yeah. And this insane. is the thing. This is the thing that I was saying at the time. This is the most endearing character with when it comes to country people. Yeah. Right? Is that in the worst of worst of the worst situations, it's yep. always country people that are just going, ah, and they just saddle Time to up go again. and yep. they work it out. They do. And they're the ones that have the, the least to give, but they're, they're yep. out there driving the local fire trucks. Exactly. And driving their own, you know, um, or they've got – because a lot of farmers have um, their own uh, uh, firefighting year. Yeah, yeah, Like you're definitely. saying with the land crews or something yeah. like that. With the, you know, I know my um, – when I grew up on the farm in, in Bordertown, yeah. we had um, we had a couple of old Datsun Utes and, yeah. and one of the Datsun Utes was the runabout Ute. Yeah. You go, I don't know, fencing in and doing yeah. whatever else. we had a little Nissan Pulsar. Right. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Uh, the Pulsar. little bomb. Oh, that's awesome. <laughs> But you know you'd have that one, and then and then, but they had a a dedicated, and it was called the fire ute. Yeah, it was called the fire ute. Yeah, and it had uh, the pump on it, which is little, yeah. the, the the red Honda five horsepower yeah. Duda, and uh, <laughs> you know the the I, don't know, well, I guess it'd be a five hundred liter tank, yeah. or or maybe a thousand liters, probably yeah. not because that's a ton. So yeah. I don't think I don't think the, the thing was that big, but yeah. regardless, that was the firefighting yeah. unit. And it had knapsacks on it. Yep, yep. Right? And for those playing home game, a knapsack is just a, a, it's a water tank on your back. Yeah. With a, with a you know, a, a hand piece. Yeah, that's and it. And you just, you got a pump. Yeah. you just go around putting out little spot fires. And, yeah. And little things like that. We had the little uh, Fergie tractor set up with the tank trailer on the back. Right. And we used to take the tractor up. Was that on the three three point linkage? Yeah. Kind of situation. Yeah, that one. That's yeah. mad. And off yeah. we go, bloody. And all in set typical up. farmer uh, style, yeah. it's whatever works. Yeah, exactly. And well, whatever's quick to hook up. And that was that. Like yeah. um, three point linkage on the back of the chamberlain. Yeah, you know? pretty much. <laughs> Do you remember the chamberlain tractor? Oh, the my yellow God. one. Remember yes. That one? <laughs> It's like the Chamberlain <laughs> tractor. God. Well, we had the old orange Fergie, like the little yeah. Fergie tractor. <laughs> yeah, I remember like it was just this yellow uh, cabined, <laughs> it was called a Chamberlain and it's like every farmer had one. And yeah. It, but it was like, it was some weird, maybe it was this weird like Chinese type version, but yeah. everybody seemed to have one and it was just the tractor <laughs> that could, you know, and it was good for all sorts of good shit. But yeah, yeah we had a, uh, we had a, uh, I remember we had a big bl- a blue Ford. Yeah. We had a blue Ford tractor. Yep. I must have ring my old man and, and get him to tell me. Oh, that was that was uh, 
what model that was. For. Yeah. That was pretty cool. <laughs> no rollover protection, nothing. It was just out there. I'm pretty sure it didn't have yeah. roller. Anyway, <laughs> back in the good old days. Back in the good old days. Oh, my God. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, so, uh, but, yeah, crazy times, man. And and just the just how country people just pony up. I mean, they oh, just exactly. pony up every yeah. time. Yeah. And, you know, like, they say that country people are going to have a whinge, right? Yeah. <laughs> because, yeah, we do. But there's whinging and then there's whinging. Yeah. Right? And Definitely. country people don't whinge as no. far as I'm concerned. They just, they're like, well, this is pretty shit. Yep. But they understand fundamentally they're on their fucking own anyway. Yeah, exactly. And all they can rely on is the people around them. Yeah, definitely. Is the country people around them. Definitely. And the fucking government's not going to come and fucking <laughs> do anything because they didn't do it last time. Yep. And they're always, they're never going to do it this time. And rah rah And we've been telling them for years we need more funding for the local yep. this and the local that and whatever. You know, and it's yep. just always a continuous fight. And then they wonder when things go pear-shaped like this. Yep. And like that bloke that was going off his rocker and getting in that truck and I was like, mate, I feel for you, brother. I really do. And yeah. he was just, he'd had a gutsful. Yeah, definitely. And he'd seen enough of this shit. Yep. You know, and maybe he might have been Brucey. He was like, <laughs> he, he could be a bit hot on the heels every now and again, like a bit, you know, a bit of a hothead. But but he, no, but that day he just had every, yeah. it was like, you know what? And I'm pretty like, sure there was. You come down yeah. here and I'll fucking show you. And I was yeah. like, dude. Pretty sure there was a few feeling exactly like that. Oh, yeah, without a doubt, you know. Yeah. <laughs> and I'm, I'm not saying, you know, on the, you know, on the other side of that, I'm not sort of saying that, uh, what's his name, old Scamo, having a holiday and, and having yeah, to come yeah. back and whatever else. Yeah. Um, you know, everybody needs a fucking holiday, even the Prime Minister, blah, blah, yeah, blah. Yeah, definitely. Um, and uh, whatever else. And I don't really believe most of what the general media pumps out on, yeah, on the, the ins and outs. Yeah. As far as I'm concerned, the blade was on holidays. Yeah. And he came back. Yeah. So Exactly, yeah. Shut your pie hole. He came back, he's here, and then what happens after that? Yeah, exactly. You know, um, just start putting things together and whatever else. Yeah. But I think it was less to do about that and more to do with the fact that this – was always going to happen. Yeah. There was always going to be a mad fire coming through. Oh, definitely. And you need to yeah. listen to country people. You yeah. need to listen to the blackfellas. Yeah. Right? When it comes to um, controlled yeah. backburning in preparation for this, you yeah. need to listen to the people that have been on the land forever and a day. Yeah, exactly. And from well and truly before white man got here. Yeah, exactly. They know about this shit. All you yeah. got to do is ask. Yeah. Right? And, the, and these fires yeah. wouldn't have been anywhere near as bad. Yeah, exactly. If they'd have just listened to the people, they're on the ground. And that's yeah. the old mate, he's getting pissed off because he know, like that. Yeah. It's just like now, you see? Now. Yeah, exactly. And it's not you in the city that's losing your yeah. homes and losing whatever else, right? Yeah. It's, it's us. us. Yeah, exactly. We're losing our stock. We're exactly. losing our lives. We're losing our yeah. bloody, you know, homesteads. Yeah. And, and even if you didn't lose any of that, you yeah. lose a fence. You damn near well, lost your stock. Like, how can you? Exactly. Like, how something as simple as a fence. Yeah. Yeah. Or feed. Yeah. You know, it's burnt right through your feed. Well, there goes your feed. How are you going to feed the stock? Exactly. Starving you know? stock. Then. Yeah. Yep. Everything has its place in the farm. Absolutely. Yeah. Everything has a reason for being there. Yeah. Exactly. You know, right? Yeah. You see, you go to a farm and you just see like. Out the back, of, like there's multiple sheds yeah. just scattered from here, there, and yeah. where in <laughs> no particular order, and there's like, feel like there's half rusting. You know, bulky bits of machinery kind of <laughs> yeah. lying around, and it doesn't look like it's been used for years. Doesn't mean it's not there no. for a reason. Look, we even had cowbells still. 
And I can guarantee you they were worth their weight in gold. Like, it looked different, yeah. but you knew if those cowbells weren't there, there was either a storm coming or they'd bloody nicked off. Yeah. And I can guarantee you we had them on the sheep and they were a lifesaver. Yeah. Um, our sheep got out one day. They were over near Tosteree, they were, which is in between Now and Hour and Orbost and probably about 20 k's from home. Okay. Anyway, we'd gone out. We'd been looking for these bloody sheep for a week. And someone from Tosteree had rung us up and gone, hey, um, do your sheep have cowbells on them or <laughs> bells? We're like, yeah, yeah, they do. So we've gone out there. We've located them, seen, the, like, heard the bells. We found them. And do you think we could get the bloody buggers back? They're about 7Ks from civilization. So here I am, I've picked up one of the lambs, I've managed to catch one of the lambs and I've led them back while mum's up in the back in the ute bringing them up from behind and I'm just like, I hate sheep with a passion. <laughs> I hate these things. Can we get rid of the whole lot of them? Oh, that's great. <laughs> but Cowbells though. Cowbells of yeah. all things. So everything has their place on a farm. Yeah, without a doubt. <laughs> yeah, that's the thing, you know, there's... You know, and a lot of people think, oh, the farmers, they might, they like, they seem a little simple, <laughs> you know, or a little slow or a little whatever. It's like, mm. yeah, that's, that's laid back. That's laid back. <laughs> <laughs> JV, JV, what does it say? Time to move on to prisons and, uh, prisons oh, nice. and, and wood cutting. <laughs> and giving us a hurry up. Too much on the farming. Yeah, yeah, too much on the farming. <laughs> hey. There's a lot of farmers out there who'll be really stoked about that part of the thing. <laughs> we only spent 10 minutes on that anyway, didn't we? Spent an hour. <laughs> oh, oh, okay. Oh, see how you okay, say about yeah. these things going for about three hours because you because end up you talking. Got, yeah, because you let, you let the conversation roll. You know, if you've got, you know, we had Mark Connolly the other week and there's some specific stuff that I wanted to talk to him about and... Yeah. You know, so it was – but, you know, you'd have Mark back on. God, the amount of stories that guy's got. Yeah, know? exactly. Um, but here's the thing, you know, talking to somebody about, you know, the country and bringing a yeah. lot of that perspective through, that's the thing is, you know, because even there's a lot of people in the city that sit around and go, well, I didn't know that. Well, that's because it. Because I didn't know. How, yeah. how You know, you can't be pissed off at city people for not knowing what it's like to be in the country. Maybe nobody's even told them before. Well, that's exactly right. You know? And every country person has a different story. Like, Absolutely. I know I wasn't exactly – uh, no, I was kind of a little bit of a wild child, I suppose you'd say. No. <laughs> Caroline, <Yeah>. really? <laughs> was Nick, really? Was yeah. yeah. All right, so, all right. All right well, okay. Um, okay, so <laughs> the prison? Yes. So when did you get to the prison? So I ended up deciding that... So Working at the prison, not in prison. Yeah. <laughs> Just thought we'd clear that up. Thank goodness. <laughs> So I'd been on a farm for a little while. I'd worked a couple of years after Genetics Australia on farms, yep. doing bits and bobs, um, and I decided that I wanted something different. Okay. Anyway, I'd been talking to a couple of friends that were on a farm, and they had told me about another lady that had joined the prisons, and you know, as a corrections as a officer, as a screw, as a screw. <laughs> yep. <laughs> oh, how many jokes I could do that one. <laughs> anyway, I'm there, and I'm like, oh. Mm, nah, I don't really think I want to go that way. Anyway, I thought about it a little bit more. I'm like, you know what? Nah, I'm going to give it a shot. 
what, what have I got to lose? Nothing. Like, I want something different. I don't want to be farming for the rest of my life. I love it, but I don't want to be farming. Yeah. Anyway, um, I decided to put my application through online. And I'm like, all right, I'll see how it goes. And I got through the first stage. And um, so that was the aptitude test. And um, I'd have a medical as well. At what was the aptitude test? Can you tell you? So the apti- yeah, pretty much. <laughs> They had a couple of, <laughs> couple of maths questions and stuff. At this stage, I looked at the maths questions going, wow, what have I got myself into? And then the site questions as well were really weird. Like they were, they'd ask you one question, then a couple of questions later, they'd ask you the same question but in a different way. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And you're like, yeah. what are you doing? That's you psychometric testing. Yeah. So Yeah, because I guess as a screw, they'd, they'd be – They'll be trying to work out which side of the fence you should be on, well, I guess. Well, yeah, that's pretty much it. <laughs> Maybe you should be with the yeah. inmates. <laughs> so I went through that and then I went through medical and then I had to wait, I think it was a couple of weeks before I got the next phone call. Yeah. And they said, all right, you've made it to the interview. I'm like, sweet, all right. So get dressed up, go in, have my interview. They asked me a few questions in there. One of the questions I remember was, what's the... What's the biggest thing you've done at, like, what was it? What is the funniest thing you've done at your own expense that made you a little bit embarrassed? I'm like, well, I don't think I've really done anything that's really embarrassed me. I said, probably the worst thing I may have done is strip down and streak through the pub, but that's about (laughs) it. (laughs) So that was my interview, and I'm like, all right, I'm probably not going to receive a call after this one. Okay, <laughs> she's a streaker. Excellent. So, <laughs> um, but, yeah, that was back in my early days. Anyway, I ended up... Um, I've, uh, I've just... <laughs> so we're in, we're in Darwin, but uh, when I was a young bloke uh, in the army up here, I did a nudie run <laughs> on a Saturday night from... Uh, so you remember... How, oh, so Rourke's Drift used to be at one end of the town. So basically to the uh, the tap bar. Okay, yeah. No, the deck bar, sorry, is at one end? Yep, yep. And at the other end, uh, you know, is uh, it used to be called the Hippie Club. <laughs> What's it called so now? So basically, I don't even fucking know. But it's one end of it's strip the other. Yeah. Right? <laughs> Full noise there, the main drag of Darwin. <laughs> Just this little starkest dude with a little willy hanging out. <laughs> Full noise, full noise, uh, nerdy run awesome. down the thing. With the guys with my clothes in the car that was in front of me. Oh, okay. And I didn't think they were going to stop. <laughs> I didn't think they were going to stop. Shout out to Brad, he was there. Yeah. Um, oh, anyway, the sorry, so nerdy run. So did you, did you, but you got a call back? I got a call back. Oh, um, cool. So they actually, they found the funny side in it and they all lost it. Um, I got a call back saying that I'd made it onto the course and I started my training. So that was eight weeks of training. And then I started in corrections after, like after that, hit the floor and was this in, uh, still in Victoria? This was in Victoria. So this was at Fulham. Yeah. Um, I know it well. (laughs) No, not that well. Oh, really? Not Mm. that well. Just a little bit. (laughs) Yeah. Fulham prison. Um. Um, yeah, mate of mine, uh, went to school with, worked there for a little while. Oh, right. Yeah, yeah. Maybe he still does actually. I don't know. Shout out to Veg. I need to talk to him. Yeah. Shout out to lots of people. Yeah. Um, okay, so Wergen Fulham's uh, got a max. Uh, Has no, it got a max? So or not? it's um, medium and minimum security. Yeah. Okay. Um, and yeah, it was it was a good prison. Like um, I worked in different areas in there. So yeah. we had a metal factory. 
forum because they had it's they a need working, work. It's a working yeah. prison, right? That's yeah. it. So yeah. the minimum security would usually go. Um, they day, go day out release. of the community, yeah. Day, for day, day release, day yeah. release, um, and they go with one of the officers and do like mowing cemeteries or you know a bit of community work. Yep. Um, and then you'd have other ones that would you know you'd have the ones that are inside. Um, in the medium part, and they'd be doing either woodwork or metalwork or... And, you know, they do projects for the community. So they build tables or, yeah, depending what projects yep. you wanted. Yeah. Well, I mean, that's what they call a rehabilitation centre. Yeah, because exactly, yeah. Because you need meaningful work. If you're going to rehabilitate someone, you can't just stick them in a cell yeah. and think that they're going to be rehabilitated for yeah, Christ's sakes. exactly. It's not going to work that way. And you're going to stick someone in a cell for 24 hours and hope that they're going to be fine and yeah. stay and not pissed off. No. I oh, know a couple <laughs> of ex-cons that give me a, a very, um, a very, you know, uh, how would you put it, a very thoughtful and very emo- emotional yeah. view of what it's like to be inside, you yeah. know, and that, you know, it's, it's, it's a difficult place. Yeah. And a and lot I of these people that. get there... Some people absolutely deserve to be there, locked yeah. away forever, and you know. Yeah. But um, a lot of these people just, you know, yeah, made some shit choices and yeah. fucked up and whatever else. And uh, yeah. And at the end of the day, we were there not to judge them again. It was just to manage them. To that's, exactly. That's exactly management. what we were there. Yeah. Like. And I suppose there were two yeah. different types of people, as in screws. Who some of them would have treated them like shit and been yeah. fakers. And yeah. And I'd, I'd like to think, for the most part. Yeah. They were good. That's it. Like, yeah. look, at the end of the day, if they treated me like shit, well, I wasn't going to do much for them. No, I'd do what right. I needed to and that was it. If they treat me good, yep, all right, I'll go and do your jobs that need doing and yeah. I'll come back. Like, if you need paperwork submitted, I'd actually go and, sub- like, put it you'd in fo- properly. you follow and through and, yeah, and make sure it. things got, yeah. But if you're going to be an absolute ass to me, then go away. Come back to me when you've got a better attitude. Yeah. If it needed doing urgently, it'd be done. But yeah, and I'd like I'd like to think for the most part, uh, any any of them with an attitude problem would generally realise fairly yeah. quickly that their attitude was not going to get them very far. Even if it was that, usually the prisoners would sort themselves out anyway. Okay, we wouldn't see it, no. but we'd certainly see it afterwards. Like yeah, you yeah. know, you'd realise that oh, okay. oh, you're a bit black and blue. Yeah, you what got a bit of there? attitude readjustment, I guess. <laughs> yeah. Oh, I tripped in the shower, miss. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Okay, go down to medical. <laughs> yeah, okay. So, what an interesting place, yeah, and. I think people get, um, and I don't know about. I, I mean, yeah. you work in Max. I have, yeah. Oh, you have. I okay. Have, so all right. So let's get. All right. So yeah. t- tell me about that. So I worked in. Um, I went to New South Wales, yep. and I was working in a remand, medium and minimum, and then I went to Queensland, and I worked in a maximum remand centre. Wow, was that different? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, before I started in prisons, I was very naive. Um, I learnt a lot and very quickly, very quickly. Yeah. <laughs> so um, I suppose it taught me to get a bit of balls about myself instead of, you know, just saying, oh, yeah, she'll be right. Everyone's pretty good. Like, yeah, there are some bad dudes out there. Yeah. But not everyone's like that. No. Like you've got your shit carts, but you've also got your your good – I suppose you say your good crims too. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Like – Ones that are ones that you would you would ex- ones that are able to be rehabilitated. Yeah, like you could nearly say I'm nearly going to say eighty percent would come back in. You'd see them a month later. But recidivism, was, right? That's yeah, the word. Recidivism. recidivism. Yeah, 
And that's what they try to reduce. But unfortunately, some of them have had that lifestyle where yeah, they've, they've grown up in yeah. it. Institutionalised. That's it. They've either been in there all the time. That's like trying to tell in, me yeah. that, I can't, that I'm not a soldier anymore. Well, that's it. Like, I haven't been in the army since, for, uh, you know, 2006. Yeah. But that doesn't mean I won't bloody... Yeah. Like, I just, I'm, it's, not, it's in me. Yeah. It's just in me, well, you know. How do you tell someone that's grown up with their mum and dad on drugs and in jail all the time that that's not what they do? Yeah, that that's somehow not normal. Like, yeah. half of yeah. them have known it since they were born. Yeah. Their mum or dad or and both have been And some people are just in. psychopaths. Yeah. Oh, mm, yes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like they literally just, you just know when you when they talk, when you look at them yeah. when they, and you're just like, you, you're fucked up. And you've got to try, like, you've got to try and mitigate when, like, you win some, you lose some. Yeah. But you know. You can't save everybody. You right? can't save everyone, but you've got to know how to deal with people. Like, at the end of the day, like, I can't say everything that happens in there, but at the end of the day, if you can deal with people differently... Uh. And treat everyone pretty fairly. Um, like, don't go freaking what I've seen in the paper and, you know, you see some going and sleeping with them and all that. You Not that. Yeah. They're fair, fair but firm, I'm a believer in. Like, if they're good to you, you're good to them. If they're going to be twats, then, yep, right, you're, you're not getting much. No. <laughs> so. That's just... Decent human. Well, that's exactly right. Right, that's just you treat yeah. humans the way. Like at some point, if you boil it all down, yeah, and you take out the fences and you take out yep. the diamond, the uniforms and whatever, you just take. It's just one human dealing with another human. Yeah, exactly. And yeah. yep, some of them are switched a little bit differently, and they arc up a bit differently. They don't know different. Like yeah. that's what they've known. Well, and you take out you take out the psychopaths that are literally just because their brains oh. are built that way. <laughs> yeah. But but you take so you take them out. Yep. Then you're just dealing with a person that's just had a fucked up life. Oh you know? yeah. Yeah. And you don't know what their history's been to make them like that either. Yeah. So like yeah, well, a lot or, or at least not all of it. Well, not all of it. Know? Like at the end of the day a lot of them are going to say they're innocent. Yeah. Like but at the same time, yeah, you've got maybe that one or two that are but at the same time, there's some guys there that they just want to block it out. Mm. They don't want to go back through it or they've been protecting someone too. That's yeah, also yeah. been another one. Yeah. Um, drugs are a massive part in day, like daily life now. Yeah. Everyone sort of – everyone knows someone that's on drugs. Yeah. Like, yeah, it's a bad thing. But yeah. unfortunately, it's out there. Is there a lot of, you know, a lot of the inmates is drug-related issues? Oh, heaps. Is there you drugs could, in the prisons? Yeah. <laughs> You'd yeah. be silly not to, yeah, see yeah. them it's like, yeah. Much. yeah. There was a comment I was going to make, you know, when I just when we got onto the Mac stuff, there was a comment I was going to make about, you know, it's very easy to uh, sit down and watch television, watch Netflix yeah. and go, oh, you know, America's toughest prisons and America's this and that. Oh, and they're that. football. I oh, know, but <laughs> yeah. there's... But I, I think to myself, okay, th- there's a lot of there's a lot of race issues, there's a lot of gang yeah, issues, yep. there's a lot of other issues. I feel like we don't have that necessarily in Australia. Oh, Certainly we do. Really? Yeah, we do. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, even on the inside, like you've got the gang issues on the outside, they follow to them to the inside, and then you've got the little prison gangs too. So, so do, do you even if you are in an Australian prison, you you need protection, you need yeah. 
Yep. Jeez. And that's what a lot of them will do too. Like if they're scared for their wits, they'll either go like uh, they've got protection there as well or yeah. they'll, yeah, take them. So they have to align themselves with some will, somebody. Yeah. And, some and will get for, scared into it. Some will just want to be in a gang. Yeah. Some will, yeah, it just depends what they're sort of in there for basically. Wow, yeah. I, I didn't, I didn't, I just, yeah, I, I didn't know. I wasn't yeah. sure whether, whether you know, because the States, was, I mean, they televised fucking everything. But yeah, yeah. The prisons here, I just, I didn't, I didn't, yeah, I wasn't sure. I and know. I thought maybe it's not that bad. Yeah, they've got a, they've got the gangs and everything in the prisons Is it too. only really in the max side of things? No, all the way through. Everywhere. Yeah, everywhere. There'll be someone affiliated with someone somewhere or, yeah. Like you've got yeah. you know, different gangs, like your bikey gangs and your prison gangs, and yeah, it just okay. depends what type they are, basically. Is it, it? But what about race? Race ones too. Yeah. Really? Yep. Definitely. Yep. That just blows me away. I, I just I didn't think it's a. We don't even have. A, so yeah. we got like Asians over here, we've got Caucasians here, Aboriginals. Yep. Yep. They'll all have their own little. Yeah, little bits and pieces. Wow. A lot do mingle, but there are some that go more f- towards that extremism and, yeah, they'll stick to themselves. Yeah, okay. Yeah, yep. so, um, but... Is there yeah. any? Is there ever a, a standout, like, as in, if you just happen to be the right amount of grey man, the right amount of, oh, like, yeah. can look after yourself, that people leave you alone and um, you can just coast? Sometimes, but then they'll also be hit up too, so... Um, some of those will try and they'll try and drag them in, but yep. there's not really many of those type of guys that come in that no. are just the grey, the grey area. There's always you'll see the big hitters come in and they're usually affiliated somewhere. Right. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You'll see. Yeah. It yeah. comes. They come in. <laughs> yeah, I've got a book here, um, Rob Langdon's book. Um, the difference being. Um, shout out to Rob. I can't wait to get him on the podcast one of these days. Um, we're going to work it out. But he, he was an Australian soldier that um, – that, uh, but he was in an Afghan prison. Oh, right. Right, and he survived uh, – he was there seven years. Jeez. Seven years. He only got released in 2017, that was. Far out. That'd be rough over there oh, too. Um, but, you know, he's a big guy and he's whatever. And, oh, look, I know it's an Afghan prison and it's completely different, but – I was blown away reading his book, yeah. thinking how, like, the dynamics of the prison is still the same as yep. the gangs and the whatever else. And, and I think for him, because he was a Westerner, because he was a big guy, a lot of yeah. tattoos, and he says it in the book that he, that he got away with a lot of the other stuff and, yeah. you know, never never had issues with rape or anything like oh, that. Oh, right. Because, it, that you makes know, sense, yeah. Yeah, he, yeah. he had, but... And, and he was also able to stay out of a lot of the fray because, yeah, right. you know, he just had – he yeah. just – he I, th- I guess he was just the right amount of – He'd have that scare factor of yeah, him too. Yeah. Bit, it, I think they, they called him um, – uh, I have to read the book again. They called him uh, They called him something about his – the coloured in man or something. Oh, like really? That, a lot of tattoos. <laughs> and, you know, but – that's crazy, man. That 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 blows me away. Yeah, uh, yeah. So, so how many years were you in corrections? I was uh, four and a half years. Wow. So it gave like being in all the different ones. So um, Fulham, Junie, and then up to Queensland. Certainly, it gave me a different range. 
and there was different, um, not dialects, but different ways each prison ran. Like they'd have their own different words and, you know, <laughs> way of going about things. Okay. It was, it was like different. Like their own language almost. Yeah, Nelly or, similar. Or sub-language, I yeah, guess. Yeah, sub-language pretty much. And you're like, oh, that's different. But okay. it was it was cool to actually see. Like you'd see a prisoner and you'd have a bit of a chat to them and they're like, oh, you're not from around here. And it's like, hmm, uh, oh, you picked that up Because I guess quick. They, they've got nothing better to do than to suss out their screws. Oh, they've got 24 hours of the day, seven days a week. Yeah. Yeah, to think up whatever they want to. Yeah. <laughs> so... Wow. Yeah, especially if they don't have books or anything to keep them entertained yeah. or, you know, study or anything. So mm. that would have been a huge influence on your life. I oh, definitely. Like, um, But like in a positive way for the most part. Oh, yeah. Probably uh, more so persona-wise as well. Okay. Like I do understand that I'm fairly forthcoming. Yeah. Which is... Yeah, not, not, not the girly girl. No, no. Whereas yeah. I used to, like, when I was in um, high school and everything, I was quite reserved. Okay. Um, bit of a loner, stuff like that, until I got into my high school years. Yeah, you're like, fuck this, I'm yeah. not doing it anymore. <laughs> and I'd sort of sit in the library or something, whereas now I'm really outgoing and, yeah, yeah, yeah. quite driven when I, when I want to do something. Yeah. Do, do you think that about. part of that was built out of that, that period of your life working there I or did you have that before you got there? I think um, I had a little bit before I got there, yeah. but that was certainly part of it as well. Yeah. 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 Um, I was When I was going through training, I was second-guessing myself like academically and everything going, hmm, don't know whether I'm going to be passing these tests or not. Yeah. So I was kind of second-guessing and then once it came to practical side of things, that's where I'd succeed in. So I wasn't the best at the academic side, but yeah. practical-wise, I was like, yeah, let's get in there. I can completely, um, yeah, get on board with that. I, I'm the same. I yeah. Do, you know, sitting down and, and doing the books and whatever else, like I'll, I'll, I'll find my way through yeah. it. But, you know, stick me in the, in the, you know, like what I do now, you stick yeah. me in the plane and get me out there doing the actual job. Yeah. And then I'm all over it. And that's you know? where you'll see the actual magic happen. Yeah. And, yeah. And... and, and that's where I really rely on uh, on good trainers. You yeah, know? definitely. I, I really love, I love training. I'm yep. all about you know every aspect of training, but I love it um, when I see good trainers. Oh yeah, definitely. And ones that can you know adapt for that particular side, yeah. and, and even they can take the bookworm. Yeah. And the real smart that's just get ninety nine percent in tests in on the ground, and then. Take them up in, in you know to the practical environment. Yeah, right? definitely. And they're all just like, oh, yeah, because they're not in there in their book and then yeah. they're out of their comfort zone. <laughs> but a good trainer will take them. And go, okay, no yeah. worries. Same with someone who's you know perhaps exactly. not as good with the books, and they go, all right, no worries. But out, you know, yeah. And when we get in the practical area, we're like, ah, right, step. Let's up. do it. I got, I got this shit. <laughs> you know, I so. gotta make this my bitch. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> And that's the, that's the thing, you know. Good trainers, you can, you know, yeah, um, exactly. You can get anybody where they need to be as long yeah. as they are prepared to be trained. And yeah, they, exactly. They take on board, and you're a good trainer. Yeah, and you can just be a trainer anybody to do anything. That's oh, what exactly. I it, like, you know, for the most part. Yeah. Yeah. All right, so oh man, we could talk about that all day. Oh, um, heaps. <laughs> we'll uh, we'll get back to that um, right. at, a, at a later time. Okay. <laughs> so, I want to bring us around to. Um, Chopping wood. Oh, lovely. <laughs> when does Caroline first pick up an axe? It would All have been right. way back, right? Um, I was about 19. 
So I've got a twin brother. Um, He was first introduced to it when he was about 12 years old. And an axe or to, to wood? The wood chopping, both. <laughs> when I was I was twelve, I also uh, was you know I found some wood. Oh, I'm sure you did. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> different kind of wood. Maybe just a Didn't little. Didn't want bit. an axe going anywhere no. near it. <laughs> you would have been in for a sharp surprise. <laughs> <laughs> Touche. Uh, sorry. Yeah. Didn't. Go ahead. All right. So. Um, Playing with wood when you're 12. Yeah. <laughs> no, so you're a twin brother, 12, but you were 19. I Yeah, so when I was 19, that's when I started picking up the axe. Um, my stepfather had been training my brother for years and I was going to the wood shops as well when I was coming back to visit. When I finally come back home, I decided to give it a shot myself. Okay. Um, Cho- and, th- and okay, so let's just – so. Picking up an axe. We're, we're not talking about chopping uh, wood for the combustion heater. We're, we're talking about... Actual chopping blocks. Like uh, blocks, like fucking, yeah. you know, big tree trunks. Yeah, yeah, you know. pretty much. So basically we'd be cutting trees. Yeah. So they'd be probably... Oh, the ones I started cutting were about mm, 14 inches in diameter. So they are probably about yeah. that size. And they were hardwood. So we were cutting stringy. At that stage, um, and I believe my introduction to it was my stepfather would open up the block, so he put two hits in, two hits yep. on the side, so I actually had the angle. Yep. And I had this old little Arvika, it was called, and it's not a very known; it's an old brand. Um, but this little axe was so sharp. Like, I mean, it <laughs> it was a little mean machine. This axe, and it was probably only about. Five and a half inches. <laughs> all right, all right, all right. So hang on. So, so okay. you're chopping. Okay, so we're talking about like competition wood chopping here. But yeah, yeah. Is this a a, a competition that that just happens every year in in, in the local? Like, is there a, a, an Australian competition that's oh definitely every year? Pardon yeah. my ignorance because that's what we're here for. No, no. That's um, um, so it happens all around Australia. And you grew up knowing, knowing about this. I knew about yeah, this, yeah. yeah. Um, so we used to do all the local ones around East Gippsland. So yep. we had – our usual run was um, Bensdale, Omeo, Orbost, Swifts Creek was at that stage. Um, we'd go up a little bit further to Terrelgan. Uh, yep. Um, we'd also do Yarram. Um did we go? Oh, we went to New South Wales, so we'd go Bombala, Pambula, um, Toowoomba, which is just out of Eden a little bit. Yep. Um, we'd also go to Eden. We go. That was sort of our little circle where we go and chop, and then we. So come is back. this like, um, uh, for example, okay? So you know, if you're into horses and you're doing yep. dressage, it's the same thing. You, yeah, you, similar you go, to that. You yeah. The, you put the. Yeah, the thing in the in the horse float, yeah. and you drive around, and there's yep. a season, and you go and do this exactly. thing. Exactly. Wow. So you know how you've got like the. So shows. you were doing this from when you were a kid, even though when. So your yeah. brother was doing this. He was doing it. So you years went around before. Yeah. yeah. So I we do you know all like the local shows like you yeah uh, like yeah, Ben yeah. Style show and the those one, ones yeah, yeah those yeah. ones Style show Mafra had a really good yeah. show you know yeah, yeah well that's where we chop at at the okay. shows and that's apart from Swiss Creek it was just a little local chop out the back of the pub when wow. we go and have a drink at the pub afterwards <laughs> <laughs> hopefully not before <laughs> no <laughs> that's why you still got yeah. two legs right. <laughs> 
and all my toes, and just to toes. clarify. Jeez. <laughs> yeah. But so, yeah, we used to travel around to all those. We'd get up early, mum would pack our lunches. She packed a mean feed for us, like, yeah. <laughs> all the time. Well, you'd need and, it. Oh, yeah. We were hungry, like. <laughs> so, who do you bring your own wood? No, who supplies the wood? So we Wh- used to go into the place. Yeah, so whichever club we chop at, okay, um, they'd do the wood. So yeah. Ben Star Show and everything that was our own club. So North and East Gippsland Axmas Association, we were okay, and we go from Ben Star right through to well, yeah, Malakuta, you might as well say, yeah, and all the way up to the border, yeah, um. And then we'd supply the wood for that. So we'd go out oh, maybe uh, two, three weeks before the wood chop and we'd go and get the wood, bring it back to the pit and we'd store it. And then when it was time for the wood chop, we'd actually bring them all out in the morning or the night before, set it all up and then off we'd go again. <laughs> That's mad. Yeah, it was good fun. Good fun. You just go and you, you, you'd go, like you go out into the country, find a tree. Yeah. And, and like fell a tree and go, all right, this one will be good. And we had 200 to, acres. <laughs> maybe a certain amount of... Yeah. yeah. Or we'd have training blocks from whatever was coming from where we also got the blocks with the the like with the guys that we'd gone yeah. out getting the wood with. But a competition uh, would... Uh, the competition would specify a particular diameter of tree or, yeah. or, or, or log or whatever that you're going to yeah. cut, right? So, so usually it would be 11 or 12 inch. Yeah. Um, the butcher's block would be around a 14 inch, which is a two man butcher's block. So two people would be cutting it. Yeah. So you'd have one person get on to cut the first half yeah. and then the second person to get on to cut the second half. <laughs> and you'd want to hope you were the second half because it was a smaller half. <laughs> wow. So you're doing, you're doing, so, all right, cool. So, but you, so you were going around, um, to, to all this stuff when you were a kid. Yeah. Um, watching your brother and your stepfather doing That's their it. thing. Yeah. Okay. So let's go back to your nineteen. You go you, you go home and you're like, bugger it, I'm gonna have a crack. Yeah. I'm gonna pick up. I an also accident. thought I could beat my brother, which has never happened, mind you. <laughs> Still to this day. Still to this day. He's six foot three and built like a brick shit house. Oh, there really? is no way I'm beating him. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I don't uh, know. You mm, might you you, you what, you're five five five? Five seven. Yeah, you're tough. Yeah. Five seven. Five seven. I'm Something pretty like tough that. too. Yeah. <laughs> hey, you could beat my ass in a fight, so I wouldn't, wouldn't worry too much about it. Boom! <laughs> Church dog down. <laughs> you're out. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so you got a bugger to pick up an axe. I'm going to try and have a crack at, yeah. at, at my brother. and, and um, Yeah. And uh, did you, like, any formal training or you got it from the stepfather and your brother that just gave you some tips? Yeah, and, and um, got it from them usually. Um, they always trained me. Um, I also had uh, Chris Eaton and Colin Eaton. They were, they're really good family friends. So shout out to them. Hello, yeah. boys. Yeah, yeah. Um, but their father they're and wood son, they uh, wood-chopping family. Yep. Um, and they taught me heaps as well. Like, if I didn't have a right axe, they'd supply me with another axe or, you know. Okay. Um, I'd saw with them, or yeah, they were just fantastic. Because there's there's uh, there's wood chopping, but there's also sawing as well. There's also sawing, right? and then there's also chainsaw. Chainsawing. Racing. I've seen a couple <laughs> of guys with a fucking V eight. Yeah. Two blokes pick up a V eight with a fucking chainsaw on it. They're like, yep. <laughs> my brother has got a race uh, like a hot saw, um, and it is a mean machine. Oh. Like they're just insane. I love them. <laughs> <laughs> I want one. <laughs> I want one too. I know. I just want to look at it. Yeah. You know, start it up. Yeah. yeah. But uh, 
Jesus Christ. You're right there, Jamie. <laughs> Jamie's just destroying the set. <laughs> it's out. Do you know how we said it was going to fall on the ground? It's yeah. happening now. <laughs> Is it? Yeah, it's, about, it's going to fall down. It's going to crash and burn. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> all right. So, uh, all right. Wow. So, all right. You, you're, uh, you, you're starting to chop. You're yep. getting the training and you're doing whatever. Yeah. What was your... What was your view? It was just locally? That was it at that time? It was, it was locally just... at that time. Um, eventually, probably once I started getting a little bit better, I wanted to aim for um, the Australian Women's Wood Chopping Team. Okay. Um, and then I kind of had a bit of a setback. So I had a heart operation done, just a minor one. Um, and it had... They just went in there to see if you actually had one? Yeah, pretty much. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> so I had what they called um, Wolf Parkinson White Syndrome, and it was basically an extra pathway in the heart. Oh. And what they did, they just went up... You know how they go they through the They go up groin? through the femoral artery. Yeah, yeah. Yep. So there. Yep. they went and burnt the pathway that I had, yep. and it just meant that my heart was going back to a normal yeah. function again. Yeah. Um, so to just... It'd chuck an extra beat in and then it'd just be going mad for a few seconds and then you'd go back to normal. Yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's so. not ideal. And if, particularly if you're going to be doing some heavy that's work it. Like, or any yeah. physical activity for that matter, that's when it's really starting exactly. to, to give you dramas. And I used to yeah. be getting off a block and my lips would be blue and I'd struggle like trying to get my fitness up. Yeah. Um, and it was only, <laughs> I got knocked out by a hot chip. This is how I found out about it. A hot, a hot chip. A chip or a, a chick? A chip. Chip. Yum, yum. <laughs> you got knocked out by a hot chip. A hot chip. chip. As in like a spicy chip? As in chip. like fish and chips? Oh. Yeah, a hot oh, chip. Oh, a hot chip. Bloody KO'd me. On the Fair ground, out cold. <laughs> Get the fuck <laughs> out of here. dead set. This How does a, that happen? So it had triggered this. Oh, yeah. And it had just knocked me out cold, flattened me on the ground. <laughs> I woke, I come to... And went up to the hospital. You're a wood chopper champion. Yeah. Murdering <laughs> fucking hardwood left, right, and centre. And you got taken out by a soft potato chip. hot chip. That's fucking hilarious. It's the only time I've been KO'd, too. So. <laughs> it's the only time I've been KO'd. That's hilarious. So, uh, oh, God. All right. So this chip took you out, and that's when you realised yeah, you had a problem. Oh, <laughs> I think I've got a problem. So I'm like, all right. This chip just took yeah. me out. That's hilarious. So it kind of brought everything into perspective as well. Like I was like, yep, all right, this has happened. And I'm like, all right, I need to get fixed. So went up to the hospital. They booked me in for my surgery and everything. I went to Melbourne, had my surgery. Um, I came back and I said to mum, I'm like, I don't want just to be like bench level. I said, I want to go world champion. I want to go all the way. And the first step of that was aiming for the women's team. So mum and I and Kevin, we sat down and we're like, all right, what do we need to do to get there? And I basically trained. I trained my ass off. And it was like, oh, God, I, could, I couldn't even tell you the amount of blocks that I cut and the amount of axes Kevin ground and we brought. And also, like, like I was saying, Colin and Chris and all of – North and East Gippsland Axemen's Association, all of them, they all helped me out somehow. Um, and we got there, whether it was travelling, whether it was just getting out there, going to royal shows. Um, I went to Royal Sydney show, Royal Melbourne show. Uh, that were the main ones, just yeah. to get my name out there a little bit and get noticed to 
be selected for the team. Um, and I travelled further and farther and wider. Um, Canberra show was another one. Um, and eventually I got selected for the women's team and I stayed on there for about four years. And in 2000 and 2014 was my first trip to America and that was with the team. We went with the team um, doing uh, – so it was a team's race. Yeah. So it wasn't the world championships then, but we went over – and their wood is completely different to ours. Like, I mean, you need a new set of axes for their wood over there. It's, Fair thing. It's insane. It's like cutting butter. Like, but if you're not careful, because we're used to hitting hard, like as hard as you can in the wood. Yeah. There you've got to be careful. If you hit it too hard and drive it in too far and not bring your axe out quick enough, oh. your axe gets stuck. So I learnt that pretty damn quick. <laughs> oh, shit. So I had to You're learn. laying into this thing and, and getting the axe stuck. And I got stuck and I'm like, Mum, I don't know what I'm doing because I took Mum over with me. <laughs> Mum's first overseas trip, mind you. Uh, so, so I took she, her to America. She, so she's <laughs> just looking around the place like, oh, I've yeah. seen you cut wood before. I'm just going to look over here. Yeah. <laughs> and oh, that's mad. It was my first introduction to axe throwing as well. <laughs> so... <laughs> You get the shits on and throw the axe. (laughs) So they have a thing and it's set up on a target as well. And you've got to throw an axe at it, a double-headed axe. I was like, I have never seen this before. Like, never. And I I love it. I love throwing the axe now. Like, it's the best fun. And mum got stuck into it as well, so... It was, it was Even really mum was throwing it. Yeah, she was having fun. Oh, yeah. that's hilarious. She got a bullseye before I did. Oh, really? Yeah. <laughs> Shout out to mum. Yeah, work, exactly. Mom. <laughs> so, yeah, that was really cool. Um, great bunch of ladies. Like, I couldn't have asked for a better set of teammates. Like, yep. I was the youngest one there, but they were just fantastic. And mum had a ball too. Like, we're, yeah. we're there well out of our comfort zone. Like, and this you, is your first trip to the States. First trip to the States. As a, uh, it wasn't world champion. This was just. This uh, was just normal. Yeah. Yeah. A normal. Uh, was just a team, one of the team members, basically. Okay. So I hadn't done anything. I'd been on the team. Was it a world championship thing, though? Or was no, it just not, like, all right, the yeah. Aussies come over and we'll just have some sort of yeah. competition between Aussies yeah. and the Yanks or something like that? That's pretty much what it was. Okay, yeah. all right, cool. So, and we had the teams race. Um, it was really cool. Like, I probably chopped my best performance there at that stage. Yeah. Um, teams races may, made me come out of my shell a lot. Like, they made me, I suppose you say, chop harder. Yeah. It really made me pull my finger out. Yeah. Um, I suppose because I didn't want to let the team down. Chop harder or cause or chop smarter or chop Probably like, both. Yeah. Um, like I would fly through the blocks. I'd be halfway behind and I'd still manage to come up and ch- be chopping off either one or two hits behind the person that was yeah. coming off. Yeah. Yeah. And I was the last team like I was the last cutter. So it just it depended where we were at. You could have a bad log and that could set you back. Yeah. Or something could get in your mind and you just yeah. stuff the block. It's block competition up. It like any other competition. Yeah. And you are it, prone to just for every other exactly. thing, whether you're playing basketball or you're you know, shooting or kicking a footy or yeah. whatever. It you, yeah. you're just as prone. Definitely. Yeah. 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 And the American ladies are fantastic. Like, I absolutely love them. I bet they're oh, absolute hoot, mate. They're freaking fantastic. Yeah. You have a beer with them and everything, and yeah. they're just, oh, they're crackers. I love they, them. They'd love you guys as well. Like yeah, The, the yeah. Aussies coming over. When it's 
team when it's comp time, it's comp time. Yeah. But once the comp's done, you mates. That's it's always a way. Yeah, it's great. That's a good sport to be involved in. I if love that's it. the case. I'll yeah, be. definitely, yeah. absolutely love the sport. Wow. <laughs> so this is your first t- trip to the states, and that and that was good. That it was changed really your ethos good. a little bit. You, yeah. you got yeah. yeah, and so you come back to Australia. Came back to Australia. Keep, um, keep chopping yeah. locally in the local competitions yeah. for a couple of years, but you're still part of the, the international teams. team or yeah. the, the Australian team. Yeah. Okay. And so, when does the World Champions come? So, come 2017, up? the World Championships came around. It was only a couple around. of years ago. Yeah, it was only a couple of years ago. Yeah. Um, so, we were, at this stage, I wanted to go sooner, but I hadn't felt quite ready. Um, a lot of people had asked me whether I was going, and I'm like, oh, plus money-wise and everything, it's really expensive to get Hell everything yeah. over. Like, yeah. To get myself over and back, it cost me five grand to get all my equipment myself and was that a hire car? Yeah, it was a hire car as well. Um, because Where, we, whereabouts in the states? Which which state? Uh, which? We went to Hayward, Hayward, Wisconsin. Wisconsin. So okay. I took my best mate Kayla yeah, with right. me at that stage. Yeah. So we made it a road trip. So we flew into <sighs> LA. And no, we flew into New York. <laughs> oh God! How did you get to New York from here? We flew. But did you have to? <laughs> <laughs> well, you, you could have taken a boat. <laughs> Could have had a boat trip. <laughs> what are you fucking laughing at, JB? How did you? This has to go on. <laughs> it's, it's all going on. It's all live. It's all going on. Not live, live. Oh, that is the best. I'm sorry. I just. Um, <laughs> so. <laughs> Check, please. Table one. <laughs> oh, I, man. What I meant was if you fly from Australia. Yeah. You, you can't – a plane doesn't go to New York. You have to go, like, stop go, at L.A., right? Yeah, we had to okay. stop at L.A. Yeah. So you went to fucking L.A. <laughs> so we went to L.A. Smart ass. <laughs> How long were you in L.A. for? Uh, just a couple of hours. Oh, and a couple we, of hours. Yeah. Oh. And then we flew to New York. Oh, <laughs> really? How did you get there? <laughs> Do you really want to know? <laughs> yeah. Okay. <laughs> so we got to New York. Uh, anyway, by that stage, it was freaking, oh, it was late. Anyway, we managed to get a feed and we were so tired. Anyway. Um, that's a long bloody flight. Oh, it was it's a long, long ridiculous. flight. And then when you get there, that's like going from LA to New York's like going Sydney to Perth. Yeah. Right? It's a long fucking flight. Exactly. Way. And then I had my Xbox to cart. And my own luggage to cart. Yeah. And Kayla had her luggage. And I also had her little bag of mine that she was carrying as well. <laughs> so, that, that had the special drug. Yeah, that, that's right? it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, and, oh, that was my first introduction to Uber, mind you, as well. Oh, over there. yeah. Well, 2017, Uber was oh, certainly a thing. That was ridiculous. We, <laughs> good, or, good or bad? Bad. Bad, really? We, we ordered an Uber at our hotel to go and take us to where we were picking up our hire car. Anyway, when it happened, the Uber goes, oh, we'll pick you up from this street. We're like, no, we don't know where we are. We need you to pick us up from the hotel. Nah, picking you up from here. So I ordered probably about three Ubers before one had actually come to the front door to pick me up. Why would they not come to... They apparently something about the traffic or something through there. They wouldn't go there. I'm like, if I hadn't known that, I wouldn't have even bothered. <laughs> oh, do you know what? When we were in, um, 
We were overseas in uh, the start of last year, so it'll be 2019, and uh, we were in, uh, we were in, uh, fuck, what's the name of the job? We are in, uh, we went to Auschwitz, oh, for Christ's sakes, um, in Poland, anyway. Yeah. It was a, Kiev's in the Ukraine. Anyway, uh, <laughs> we we're in, but we we're in Poland, and but it was so in the city center. Yeah, in the city area, Ubers weren't allowed in there. Yeah, taxis were allowed in there. Oh right, but not Ubers. It was so they could only come to the outskirts. Yeah, so maybe, yeah, maybe it was maybe. a similar situation because if they got caught in there, yeah, Krakow, Krakow, Krakow. That's what it was. Oh crack, right, yeah, Krak. It's pronounced Krakow. There you go. But it's you know Krakow anyway, yeah. in Poland. <laughs> Um, but anyway, that's yeah, that's the reason. So maybe, maybe that was that's a similar possibility. Thing. Yeah, yeah. So yeah. well, we eventually picked up our car anyway. Okay. So and this is when the fun. Is started. this the first time, by the way? Is this oh no, because you've been in the states before. I was going to say, is this the first time that you were driving on the other side of the road? Yes. Yeah. Wow, what an experience that was. <laughs> oh, geez, Kayla and I were sort of tossing up, going, "Are you driving or are you?" And I'm like. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> and it was the middle of New York too. So oh. I'm like, I don't want to drive in New York. Why did we do this? <laughs> so That's and we eventually got in our car. Anyway, I'm like, all right, I've got this. I've got this. Hold on. <laughs> so we jump in. We get going. We made it onto the right side of the road <laughs> that we're meant to drive. Yeah. And I couldn't understand why everyone was flying past me. Like, I mean, flying past me. I'm like, I'm sitting on the freaking speed limit. Even yeah. the coppers were overtaking miles. me. Oh, I'm like, what Mi- the Miles, hell? not kilometres? <laughs> yeah, I was literally going kilometres. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it says 50, uh, 50 miles an hour. I'm doing 50. I'm yeah. like, oh, my God. So we eventually got used to that and our road trip started. So we went to Niagara Falls. And then followed it down the bottom of um, the Canada border and yeah. then back up to Haywood, Wisconsin. Yeah. Anyway, we got there probably a few days before it so we could have a bit of a relax. And yeah, yeah. Yeah, it was really and good. Get, I mean, it's a competition. Yeah, yeah. Pumped, oh, I went right? for a massage yeah. the day before the competition. I was like, eh, time for a yeah, massage. Yeah, but why, why wouldn't you? Yeah, it was great. Like, <laughs> it was the best it, massage you, ever. I mean, let's face it, you've got to be strong. now, And you're, yeah. you know... You're not going to probably tell from the podcast, but you're you're a, you're a, a, a well built, strong woman. Yeah, yeah. Right? You got. I'm not exactly petite, that's for sure. No, you're not petite. <laughs> you know, but you, you you're strong. You yeah. are built strong. Yeah. You know. Yeah. So, you know, wielding an axe to start with is going to be like good for that. But yeah, you still need to train. Like you still yeah, exactly. So you would have been a good nick, right? Yeah, I was training probably five days at the gym. I had a personal trainer as well. Yeah. Um, she How was do fantastic. You, what, what kind of training? Because like, there's, there's this thing about train the way you fight. It's yep. just a, a, one of oh, my favourite things, train the way you fight. Yeah. What kind of – I mean, obviously swinging an axe and doing the thing is, yep. is the best way to train. But uh, is it just general upper body strength and, no. and core? No. No, it's a full body. So when right. you're chopping, you're actually using your legs, your butt, your bloody abs, <sighs> back – Arms, yeah. everything, you're the using whole lot. Fucking everything. Yeah, because when you're bringing the axe down, you're flicking, like you're flicking yourself back as well. So it's not. Yeah, because I've I've watched I've watched it on TV yeah. and they're fucking getting into it. Yeah, like exactly. Really using everything. Yeah, yeah. definitely. And so you just need 
You just need everything working, yeah. everything firing. So I was like, I was chopping blocks at home, probably maybe two blocks every couple of days at least. Um, and then my trainer, she was also absolutely hammering me at the gym. Like she was fantastic. Yeah. Um, but yeah, she she'd get me into like a high intensity workout with weights as well. Yeah. So not CrossFit, but she'd change it up. So one one time I'd be doing weights, the next one I'd be doing running around everywhere or I'd be hooked up to a bloody, oh, it's like a, you've got a harness on and yeah. you're running, I can't remember what they're called. You're running out on like a elastic. And oh. doing all your workout at the end of the elastic, and that's your workout. Yeah, okay, and I'm like, okay. Yeah, it used to cane. Yeah, like, oh, I've carry. watched um, like Formula One drivers have to. Um, they they do these things where they're walking along, and they've got this strap around their head. Oh, really? Right yeah. and on this bungee, yeah. and they're like walking like that. Yep. Because yep. the G force is on their neck. When yeah, they're going around corners right. and when they're, they're, they're looking around corners to drive this fucking Formula oh, 1 car right, at yeah. the speed of fucking light, it seems. That'd be full on. The, their neck is – and their yeah. shoulders and everything. So they need to train – Yeah. Pardon me. Train their train their neck like yeah, that. Yeah, exactly. You know? Yeah. So so you do, all right, so you, you're in good neck. You're yeah. feeling good. You got there a couple of days to get a massage. Yeah. And then uh, the competition – does the, the competition last over a day, two days? It's a week. So we had a Goes over a week. week. Yeah, and there wasn't just the underhand, which I was going for. There was also Okay, soaring. so there's different categories too, Different right? categories. So okay. you've got male, female, yep. um, and then you've got different comp. So you'll have uh, so women's underhand. Yeah, and that's soaring. different styles of chopping. That's it, yeah. Okay. So the women underhand is the one – it's my forte. That's the one I'm mainly trained the, in. Yep. Um, soaring is another one. So single soaring and there's also double soaring. Yep. Um, so this is also in the males and the females, and there's different size blocks. The, okay. The men usually cut Makes a sense. 12 and a 13, I think, and a standing as well they cut, yep. and tree. So the one where they climb up the side and cut up the top of the tree and then they climb back down again. Oh, my yeah. best, one of my best mates is an arborist, and, and I've watched yeah. him fell trees, man, and it's just the craziest thing I've ever I seen. I cannot get – I can't get the it's nerve crazy. up to get on those boards. Crazy. <laughs> Crazy. Yeah. I mean, but he does it with, you know, he's wearing a harness and wearing all this yeah. stuff and he puts his bloody, throws his ropes up there and he climbs his fucking yeah. tree and like, I'm, I'm not a gay yeah. man, but I'll tell you, was, <laughs> was turning me on. Yeah. Watching this guy with all his, and he had his little chainsaw. I love he had it. his little hand chainsaw. Yeah. And it's like just hanging off his belt. Like, and then every yeah. now and again, he's just, just like clipping off his belt. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, you know, just cut shit off. Yeah, you know, and then whoop, back on his belt, and he'd just be hanging around. Yeah, <laughs> fucking Mrs. There, the time Renee's just like, oh. hello. Yeah, yeah, she was. Just, it was getting her going. And I was like, ah, eh, eh. I love it. That's awesome. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> is that uh, sorry to interrupt? Is that uh, Brizzy? Yeah. Oh, cool. No worries. Um, <laughs> So, uh, so you're there for the comp. So you do uh, your underhand, and and is that the full? This is the full world championship a, yeah. event. Okay, yeah. so there are how many countries are involved in this sort of um, thing? Um, so there was Australia, obviously, um, yeah, America, <laughs> um, Russia. In I think we had. Uh, who else was there? Germany. 
Yeah, Germany would. I feel like Germany would have to make. And a there's big, yeah, surely the Russian men had one. more. Um, oh, there was mainly the women had more. Um, the females, like the Americans and the Australians, were more involved there because the Americans have a college, and they start. <laughs> that's actually one of their college sports is wood chopping. Yeah, so, that's so. <laughs> yeah, compared to us, where we just learn kind of from family to family yeah. type of thing. Yeah. 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 So that, that feels. I feel like the, the, the states are like that with yeah. their with the you know you can get a college like it, it, it's probably a what do you get a college scholarship yeah that's exactly so you what can it go is. as a, yeah yeah wood chopping yeah that's oh, I just want to chop wood yeah <laughs> all right wipe your mouth with your good arm come on yeah <laughs> <laughs> and it, yeah it was really cool actually that they had that but I'm like huh. we don't have that here so that's for f- sure all right so you're in the female comp this is a bunch of, of um. Of uh, uh, countries being, yeah, you know, and and so and it goes over a week, yeah, uh, and you're chopping your heart out. And so, yep. how many people in the Australian team? How many girls in the Australian uh, team? There is nine. There was nine all up. There was nine, but not all of our team were over there, so we didn't go over as a team this time. Okay, we were over there individually. Okay, um, so there was probably I think there was. Team so you're kind members. of representing Australia, but you're representing yourself. yourself. Okay, yeah. not yeah. not necessarily as a team. All yeah, right. that's it. And who decided was just who had the money to go and whatever Pretty much. else? Yeah. yeah so okay. if you had, you also had to apply. Um, and okay. Be nom- um, so you'd send in your application. Yeah. Get someone to verify that you were actually good enough to participate. Sure. Yep. And send through some of your rankings as well. Um, so I had a couple under my belt of a couple of firsts and seconds. And you'd been and stuff. in the States before as well, and too. And I've been there before. Right. Um, so they kind of knew who I was. Um, and then I got um, someone to verify that I had actually uh, proved myself being able to compete in those um, events over there. Okay. So, and then wow. they run off heat before you can actually go to finals. Ah, right, yeah. right. So it's a, yeah, well, a proper competition. You've got yeah. to do like a mini competition. What to was there? There was probably about 40 females, I think, okay. competing there. So 30, 40, roughly. Wow. Yeah. So it's a big comp, yeah. All right, so the big question, how'd you go? Um, I won. So I I went through all of it, um, which was you really cool. Won. I It shocked me. For the female division. For the female underhand division. Female underhand division. Yeah. In the world. Yeah. With multiple countries. Yeah. <laughs> including the United States. Yeah. <laughs> and you nailed it. Yeah. It was my fir- first world it. title over there and I managed it. Your first? Like, my first world title. So You've got more than one? No, this was oh. only one, um, okay. but it was my first one I'd but been to. Yeah. Um, so the first time you go on a, yeah. like a <laughs> multinational yeah. competition... Yeah. And you just wander in there, yeah. chop a piece of wood in half. Yeah, pretty much. Like in style. Yeah. And just nail it. And I didn't actually think that I was gonna get that far. I thought oh maybe a fourth or something, but I didn't think I'd do that well. Because when I first got there, my first round I was chopped it in like forty three seconds or something. I'm like, oh geez, I really need to improve if I'm gonna get anywhere. And I slowly started over the next two rounds. The next round I cut 10 seconds quicker, I think, and then the next one I ended up cutting a few more seconds off and by the time I cut my final, I got it down to 28.11 seconds. 28.11 yeah. seconds. That was my time for my final. How big was the piece of wood? Uh, it was 11 inches, yeah. 11 inches. Yeah. Okay, so basically the size of my 
Yeah. Uh, dog's neck. Yeah. That's, that's yeah. That's a big bit of wood. Yeah, it is. And twenty-eight that's, point and and it's soft wood over there too, mind you. So so you got to be careful. Yeah. You have to manage. You can't just hit it as that's fucking it. hard as you can. You have to manage. Yeah. You have to manage your angle. You have to manage how quickly. Yeah. You don't want to bury your yeah. shit in there. And I, Holy like, shit. I can remember standing on the block and going, you know what? I've made it to the finals. Whatever comes now is a bonus. Do you think that that relaxed you maybe? It did. Like, and you're just like, you know what? Fuck it. I'm having a good time. Yeah. I'm enjoying myself. Exactly. And you just nailed that piece of wood. And I cut the best cut I have ever cut. It was so <laughs> neat. I didn't step in like I usually do or it just it felt right. It was calm. I just I felt in a zone, and when I cut off, I was like, "Oh, this is awesome!" And then I look around, and everyone's still on. I'm like, "What the what?" <laughs> and I was Fading like, him. "Yes." <laughs> what? How many? So how many other? I mean, were they all in heat? So you just up against, or was it just nine, nine or ten women all in a yeah, line, all so just smashing away? All the ladies that had made the final were all in line with me. Twenty-eight point one one seconds. Yeah. What was the nearest time to yours? Uh, Who was second place? So the second place was another girl that had, that was her first year cutting in a world title as right. well, and she cut it in twenty-nine. I can't remember the, the like the other the, seconds, the, yeah. but it was twenty nine point something that she cut it in, and then Amanda Beams come in, who was off, who's our team captain. Um, she came in third. Yeah. Wow, so two Aussies in the top three. Yeah. Which wow. is a really good feat. Yeah. Yeah. That's that is truly amazing, yeah. dude. That is true, and this is in two thousand seventeen. This was two thousand. Is this a, an annual competition yes. or is it? Yeah. Okay. So I. I've sort of I had to ease off on the wood chopping a little bit while I joined. Yeah, um, well, of course now yeah you joined, um, joined the military. But now I want to get back in and go again. Like I want to get back over to America again. I really. Do. I'm coming with you. Yeah. I'm going. I'll pack you my suitcase. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I'm. I'll pay me. Why? Well, I'll even put a couple of dollars to, towards your yeah. thing. That's that's totally mad. So wow. it was, congratulations. Thanks heaps. Congratulations. It was a great experience. I was not expecting it. That's for sure. Just, uh, just going to jump in. Um, should we take me first, Churchy? Not you. Ooh. <laughs> <laughs> oh. Thanks, <laughs> thanks JB. No oh, mate, I tell you what. Listen, we, we're we're just over two hours now. We're gonna oh, we're geez, gonna have to yeah. cut it away. But um, what a what an absolute pleasure! Congratulations. What thanks, a, what a mad thing. Appreciate it. Um, we're gonna we're gonna do this again. We're yeah. gonna touch base again soon. Yep. We'll uh, we'll put another uh, podcast together because there's plenty more to talk about. Um, <laughs> All right. But uh, listen to everybody listening. Um, that's uh, nearly two hours. Just goes like <laughs> that. Every, yeah, goes um, like that. I swear to God, it could have been ten minutes. I was, was not expecting it to go that long. I, yeah, crazy <laughs> amount of fun. Um, Caroline. What a what an epic journey, and uh, a little bit more about um, being a screw, and um, yeah, and then, you know, dog hands are in the raft, and I hope that goes really well. And uh, obviously, there's a whole career there that you've got, you know, yeah, to definitely. look forward to. Um, so I wish you all the best with that in the future. But we'll touch base again soon, mate. Sounds and, good. Uh, we'll do it again. Thanks very much. <laughs> Thank you. Put it there, dude. Oh, I oh, reached. Oh, no. Such a big yeah. <laughs> Thanks very much, team. Uh, episode three of the church dog uh, to the church, <laughs> the church pod. Um, <laughs> it'll be up soon. So thanks very much for tuning in, Caroline. Thanks very much. Thanks very JB, much, JB. Thank you. See you guys. See ya. Bye.